everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, the Digimon Rewatch Experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are covering episodes 10 and 11 of Digimon Adventure. But before we get on to that, we just have quick news on Digimon Survive. The game's, one of the system directors, I believe, recently uh, made an announcement that they had to, they have to like retool a bunch of the systems or something like that. I do not know the exact thing, but basically they're reworking a good part of the game. So it is being delayed, unfortunately. Yeah, it sounds like they, they had some, as pretty much everyone has had, uh, there's the, there has been some impact from COVID-19 on, on the development of that, which is, you know, not unexpected to see, but also I get the feeling there were issues beyond that just because of how little we've heard yeah. of this game. And it, it it's, you know, I think it's a new concept for everyone involved, so I'm fine with them taking their time and figuring it out, um, you know, how to make it fun and, um, you know, interesting. And uh, I wish them all the best. Yeah, same. Hopefully they have not been too impacted by COVID-19 or at this point by crunch considering the retooling. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it when they show it again, whenever that is. Yeah, I'm... Glad they're giving like a licensed game this much time in the oven because usually like this kind of stuff is rushed out to meet like you know deadlines or financial uh, quarters or whatever. So the fact that they're actually willing to like give it the breathing room that it needs to be as good as it can be is is very encouraging. I think. Yeah, I think that's one of the best parts about it. Uh, I mean, I'm not too sure on the general uh, dev cycle of Digimon games, but. I mean, this has been in the oven for a while, and they're they're keeping it in there. Yeah, and that's that can only be good. I feel like if they're looking at the systems and be like, okay, let's these aren't working. Let's 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 go back. I, th- I think the last Digimon game that came out on consoles, at least, was uh, Digimon World Next Order, which would have been like a couple of years ago now. Yeah. So they okay. are taking the time. There's been there's been more mobile games and stuff like Digimon Heroes and stuff, but there's the I get the feeling that on the console side, after seeing how well CyberSleuth did, just basically based entirely on word of mouth, they are happy to, you know, treat this like a legit series alongside like your tails and your, you know, Tekkens and stuff. Well maybe not maybe not as big as Tekken, but you know what I mean. Like they they're clearly giving it the shine it needs. So It's it's funny you should say that because one of one of the um earlier games, the three D S game um uh, Redigitize actually had a Tekken crossover in it. Yep, I, I... I, I, I saw, huh. I've seen that, yeah. It's very cool. I love that so much. I remember there's like Tekken posters in like the arcade in Cybersleuth, which is which was neat, but like I didn't realize. Oh they yeah, actually that's right. That Isn't it like Tekken one or all. something? T- yeah, Tekken, Tekken two, one or yeah. Two. Tekken, Tekken okay. two. It's like the proper crusty looking uh, Heihachi um, like CG. All those all those nice polygons. Yeah, Tekken one and two are uh, a bit of a trip to look at. <laughs> go look up the endings on YouTube. They're they're a lot of fun. But yeah, that's uh, the, love... it's. Right, let's give a shout out to Tekken Advance, the best looking Tekken game. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God. does it have Tekken Ball? Uh, I think so. Oh, okay, then then okay, then it's the best I, Tekken. Then I've I've never owned it, but a bunch of my friends are like, I'm not sure if their fascination with that game is ironic or genuine. But either way, <laughs> I, I appreciate how much they appreciate it. Game Boy, Game Boy games, you know. Anything ironic circles back around to genuine, it feels yeah. like. Sincerity is the new irony. If you're going to spend that much time on something, you probably actually like it, as I come, came to understand when I, I realized I like Digimon legitimately. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. So, 
yeah, uh, best of luck to the Survive team, and uh, I'll wait to see it uh, on Switch 2 in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm still here for it, even then. Keep our fingers (laughs) crossed that, like, the the information blowout they're promising in spring will be, like, you know, Persona Persona 5 levels of big, like, when that revealed, reveal, like, every, you know, starting character and, like, a bunch of mechanics and dungeons and whatever. Yeah, that would be really cool, I hope so, because Digimon's a big series, so I think it kind of does deserve something big like that, something like to like really bring you in. Reveal that Agumon is in the game and playable, please. That's playable Agumon. Agumon is real and he's my friend. Mario is in Smash. Anyway, let's let's get into all episodes. Do you want to get into episode 10, Tom? Yeah, fan- brilliant, yes. So, Digimon Adventure 2, episode 10. Uh, the Captive Digimon, as it's called in uh, English. Uh, oh, in the dub, I should say. Um, and the enemy is Metal Greymon in Japan, which gives you a clue as to, as to what this episode is all about. Um, this is a, picking up after the last episode where the Digimon Emperor managed to uh, kidnap Agumon and make him his slave via the Dark Rings. Agamon, however, or rather Greymon, I should say, having some trouble, um, the Emperor is having some trouble getting the most out of uh, Greymon as he keeps trying to digivolve him and he keeps turning into school Greymon and wrecking the house. So he's not very happy about that. He wants Metal Greymon. He knows how much of a cool Digimon that is and he wants him on his side. So he's uh, he's continuing to experiment with Agumon and with the Dark Rings. Meanwhile, the Digidestin kids, who are accompanied by Ty in this one, as Ty is mega pissed and wants to find out what's happening with Agumon, they all head into the digital world and go to a place called Railtown, which, as uh, as I think one of the kids points out, uh, is mostly actually just green grass and hills, but uh, there is a, there are some rails going through it as well. It's been Railtown where they uh, they encounter some control spies on the way and blow them up. And then they run into Agumon again, who was broken out of his prison by Wormmon. Wormmon very much losing his patience a little bit with Ken's antics and, and taking some desperate measures. Wormmon frees Agumon. Agumon escapes. Agumon meets up with the kids via old school steam locomotive. And they all uh, make a hasty retreat out of the town, only to get... Uh, What's the phrase? Uh, only to get caught up. Only for the Emperor to catch up with them. So the Emperor catches up with them. He's got all his um, dragon Digimon. I forgot what the hell they're called. Um, and he's also got a bunch of dark Tyrannomon. And generally is, you know, they're, they're just looking pretty uh, pretty outmatched. As as such, Agamon is then captured once again by the Digimon Emperor, who now has a new type of dark ring called Dark Spiral. And the Dark Spiral is something that goes around Agumon's wrist, and it allows the Digimon Emperor to Dark Digivolve him into the ultimate level. So he turns into a, a black, uh, not black, sorry, blue version of Metal Greymon. Uh, very intimidating, and now that's the uh, Emperor's favourite pet. Um, so he gets to uh, kidnap him again, make away with him again, and yeah, the uh, Digimon Emperor generally escapes. He wins again, let's say. Uh, it's worth pointing out that all throughout this episode, Yole has been uh, actually not part, not in the digital world. She was a bit um, upset, uh, having a bit, in a bit of a depression mood, I guess, or something, and she decided to sit the adventure out. However, she eventually decides she wants in on the action, and it's at this point, towards the end of the episode, that she has found Matt, 
brought she's gone with Matt into the digital world and they catch up with Ty and the crew. Matt punches Ty in the face to make him basically come back to his senses from being in an angry, pissy mood the entire episode. And Davis is very confused. So, yes, that's generally where it ends with them all deciding to head off and track down Agumon, track down the Digimon Emperor and, uh, yeah, get their friend back. So, before we go too far, this episode holds maybe my favourite moment of O2 so far, which is when they go to find Yoli and they run out and they see Yoli just like, hey, how's it going? And just walks in. (laughs) (laughs) Is the funniest there's something about the delivery and just like the like the the way that she's just standing out there while they go to run for it and her's like hey how's it going okay just walks in (laughs) is so good i think i might like that more than the nice friends you got there davis wow that's some some high praise right there (laughs) there's um there's a good line read there where like her lines are just i get the feeling it's the voice actress just doing her normal voice like (laughs) like she just sounds like so hey, 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 how's, how's it going? So really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, yeah, really. Again, getting back into O2 because um, we had a we had a week off. Um, the O2 dubbing and like script continues to be extremely like up and down, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's a bit strange. So. so- for, um, for the benefit of our, our listeners, can, can one of you please uh, describe what happens in the first scene of this episode? Like, what, what the sequence of events is and what the dialogue is? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's my head. You're asking me to remember something from, like, 12 hours ago? Okay, so I've got I've got I've got the synopsis from the Digimon uh, wiki, wiki here, so I'm just going to read that. Shout out to digimon.fandom.com slash wiki. Yes, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Um... Learning that Agumon is enslaved, Tai joins the Digidestins team to get back his partner. After a long day at school, the, the children immediately run into the computer lab, eager to get going. Uh, I'm going to add an insert here. Tai is, uh, before this, Tai is taking a test in his class, which I think is the first time we've actually seen him doing schoolwork. And he is doing some, like, high-level trigonometry or something, that which looks... Uh, you know, it's just your standard, like, he's doing a maths test and it's tricky. So, you know, here's a NASA scientist's whiteboard on a, on a one piece of paper or something like this. <laughs> that sort of scene. And anyway, then Ty eventually meets meets up with them. Um, they're about to leave, but notice Yole isn't there. They soon find her outside the door and she's in a pretty down mood. The, they assure her that if her heart's not into it, she doesn't have to go with the rest of the group on the mission. By the way, it takes them, like forever to come to that conclusion for some reason they just basically keep saying to Yole you don't have to come if you don't want to and she's like okay and they just they just ramp up intense in, in, in intensity in no of, Yoli you really no, don't have to come if you, you don't really want to you really don't okay. have to it's as if they're waiting for her to say no no it's fine I want to come or something but that's, <laughs> that's not it that's not it they are literally eventually after like four or five of those moments they, they're eventually like I think, it, I think it's like Poromon or Poromon is that is that the Poromon, baby yeah. form? I always forget the names Poromon yeah um the it's when Poromon's like oh I'll stay with you if you don't want to go I don't want to go that's the moment where she's like okay uh, you know they they accept that she doesn't want to go I guess so and then they go to the digital world and they meet Tentamon who is has has a tree that he has fallen madly in love with and uh <laughs> Um, that's the best way I can think of to describe it. Yeah. I'm not sure which of those moments you were specifically looking for me to hit as crafty, but so, I think they're all good. They're all good. Yeah, just basically, like they're 
the script is basically like entirely different for the first like five minutes of this episode. <laughs> like the huh. not a That's single totally line. That's totally weird for Digimon is, Adventure O two. Never would have expected that. <laughs> like so when when the first group of, of, of kids arrive, Davis makes like like he's he says his weird excuse that he was, you know, he's considering doing a haircut and he was looking in the mirror for an entire hour or something like that. Yeah. And like it's basically just one big joke. Whereas in the in the sub what happens is TK Kari and Davis show up. They all say that they were assigned cleaning duty, which is like a thing in Japanese schools. There's, you know, right. a few students get picked up after every day to clean up the classroom, whatever. Fair. Yep. And Kari tries to say that it's her fault, and then Davis covers for her, and she thanks him, and then that's what makes him kind of, like, laugh and blush. Oh. Which is a nice little moment. But then Yoli comes in, and, sorry, Miyako in the Japanese version, and... In contrast to how she acts in the dub, she's trying to put on a brave face in the sub. Like, she's trying to be like, yeah, I can do this. And then it's everyone else that goes, I'm not sure you're up to this right now. Did I miss it? Or did they actually explain in, like, the dub why she's in a bad mood? No, she's just in a bad mood. Like, she's just depressed, I guess. Relatable, but like... Yeah, (laughs) relatable. There tends to be be reasons why when characters are like this in shows, especially for Yole, who's like... Normally very peppy. So yeah, the, do the they explain that it, in the sub? The sub makes it clear that she's just terrified after <laughs> watching a nuke go off last episode. Oh, you know well, what? Valid. That's pretty valid. I would be yeah. terrified to go back too. Honestly, I kind of and... forgot about that <laughs> because that's not not really like you know thrown back to. Obviously, the episode's they, all about. They draw you know, so much attention to it in the sub, though. Like. Yeah, I feel not, like that's a good move. Yeah, like not only do they, does she call it out, and like the re- it's kind of funny because the moment they, they realize, oh no, she really isn't good, is when it comes time to say her catchphrase before they enter the digital role, but she can't do it. Oh my god. So they're, like, oh, they're like, oh my god, this is serious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's why Kari says it instead. But once once they actually get there, um, the tree that Tentamon's standing in that he's weirdly enamored with in the dub... Instead, in the sub, he draws attention to the hole right next to him, which is the you know the blast crater from yes, the nuke yeah, that went yeah. off. Oh, yeah, oh. that's right. Oh. So like they, they he draws attention to him. He's like, so this is what we're dealing with. So we can't mess around. <laughs> oh jeez. I'm trying to imagine that line in like uh, Jeff Nimoy's uh, Tentamond voice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yeah. No, I, I I really find that exchange really silly. But but I, I, you know what I kind of like? I, I kind of like the idea that Digimon who have kind of been living on and off for the most part by themselves ever since the end of the first series i like the idea that they've just kind of gone a, gone a bit gone a bit nuts <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like um Tentamon's talking about you know they, they just have no i don't know yeah for some reason i just thought it was like funny and didn't like destroy his character or anything <laughs> no it, it doesn't destroy his character know. it's just like the fact that you're able to forget that the nuke went off because they don't draw attention to it in the dub Whereas, yeah. like, it's a yeah. big deal in the sub. Like, they, you know, they, they flash back to that explosion a few different times. I get the feeling that, like, this kind of show where, like, you have every episode, you have giant dinosaur monsters shooting lasers at each other and stuff. Um, that kind of thing doesn't feel like a thing you can just, like, make into a big deal without, like, going in hard on, like, showing the after effects of it. Which... I guess they kind of do in, you know, you talk about the Blast Creator and stuff and Yole having PTSD from it. Um, but, like, there's no, like, you know, scenes of, like, a Digimon village, like, people having to, like, find new homes because Skullgrimon wrecked theirs or something like that. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like if that was their angle, they could have played that bit more. <laughs> it's a weird angle to play, I suppose. Yeah. There's, like, there's another really good moment in, in the sub as well that they don't really, like, play up in the dub, but when when uh, Iori sees the Blast Crater, he, like, yells for the first time in the show. No. Oh. Like, he's been super calm and quiet the entire time, but when he when he, he looks on out at, like, the result and, and what they're talking about, you know, how he kidnapped Agumon or whatever, he, he just, like, bursts out shouting about how uh, what Ken did is unforgivable and that he's... he's uh, uh, he calls him a shame to the human race, which I find kind of <laughs> hilarious. Whoa! <laughs> also, I like, mean, Ken did not necessarily that. wrong, but that and escalates Ken, very Ken did, quickly. TK's Ken are... did not fire that nuke, though. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, I've got issue with that. Like, that was just Skullgramon. That was him being... He, he was wilding. And he did that well yeah, by I think it's, it's more in relation to the idea that like Ken brainwashed him into doing it. So, like, yeah, he's exactly. the root That's cause like... of all this. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a lot to drop on one person. Digimon Emperor <laughs> Apo- uh, Apologia <laughs> from Tom over here. It's funny because it's, so, it's so intense that, like, Takaru even says, like, dude, you good? <laughs> and then Yuri apologizes <laughs> and says, I got carried away. Cody's pretty amped up this episode as a whole. Like, yeah. he yes. straight up tries to throw a stick at, at Ken. <laughs> he's ready He's ready to bust heads. Like, he is... He really he is. is. In, he is in no mood. Yeah, uh, but you kind of like... I am no longer baby. I want power. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that Ken isn't actually... Or at least maybe the dub version of this is more where I'm getting this idea from. But I like that he's not actually like... It's not like he's timid or anything. He's just very sort of... You know, he... He doesn't speak well unless he really feels like he needs to. I guess it's like he doesn't come across as like a like a coward per se or anything like that. He just comes mm-hmm. across as, as reserved, as quite yeah, reserved. Yeah. That's the right word. And when he he's he's by no means like incapable of being emotional or whatever. Like, which is cool. Like I I'm, I'm it it paints him in stark contrast to I think anyone else in like the original show. Like he's not. You know, Izzy was kind of like that, but Izzy was also... Izzy is kind of an asshole at times, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, which Cody isn't. Like, I think he's got a better head and shoulders. And I like that. So he's, I like these moments yeah. where he gets to like generally he's be a bit sa- angry. He's sagely. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the only one of the, the main characters in this series so far that's actually had to deal with like the loss of a parent, right? Instead of just, like, you know, Matt and TK's parents being divorced. Yeah. 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 So that, 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 really yeah, that probably forced him to grow up pretty fast compared to other people. Like yeah, this. sure. His, yeah. His, his backstory kind of, you know, it's like, well, that makes sense for that. Yeah, you can, it, it, it tracks. Like, he, he, he earns that yeah. uh, that characterization despite his age. Yeah, I won't, I won't yeah. give it's his... It's not like, like they're just making the young character, like, mature. Like, he, there's reason, like, yeah. that he is think... this way. The, it's just so funny that like the Japanese um, culture of being uh, de- like the deference to authority and authority being anyone older than you is just so much f- like it's so funny in, the, in this episode in particular because there's multiple times when like Iori talking back to the emperor and like looking down on him is considered to be like a big deal like whoa I can't believe he he did that because <laughs> oh, at, at one point. When when like Ken makes himself known while they're escaping from him, and Ty is like chewing him out for for making Agumon his slave, um, Ken, 
Ken has this really weird line in the Japanese version where he says, I can't believe you're a middle schooler yelling at an elementary school student. You're pathetic. <laughs> no, you know what? That is exactly the kind of thing he would say. Like, he's exactly that kind of dude that is, like, actively thinking about, you know, elders and shit like that when he's not even, like, 18 yet. Like, he seems yeah. he's exactly that kind of kid. And then and then Iori um, responds to that by saying, listen, I'm even younger than you, and I'll look down on you. <laughs> like everyone's like whoa oh my god he's looking down on him it's it's really funny how like that's obviously that's not you can't translate that like that's not a cultural norm in, yeah. no, in the west no it's you're, you're right although i think overall the like ken's portrayal in this and and you know massive props to derek stephen prince who knocks it out of the park with his who is like Digimon Emperor voice? I will say, like, I, I just love his like these episodes growl, were my like, favorite. Yeah. Like in terms of just like how like large he plays the character, like how yes, hammy exactly. and over the top. Like he has some really great lines where he'll just like shout things out or like yes. the way he delivers it that are fan. Like he is he is the the real standout so far of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I and I like that. You know, he he just gives off this like presence the whole time of like he is so desperate to like not be treated as a kid, but like in a way that just makes him seem like even more as a kid. Like it's <laughs> it's it's just it's just funny. He seems to just be breaking down more of each episode in terms of like it's like oh no, they know who I am now, um, and you know, that means they're not going to take me as... He kind of knows that he's lost. He's lost the battle in terms of them taking him seriously, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, he, he still sort of rants and raves like like they should be, nonetheless, and I kind of like that, and I guess that's the closest you're probably going to get to something like the, um, uh, what you know, the deference stuff in the in the Japanese version. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Cody's, I, I, yeah, he's good. I do love, yeah, like, building off of that, I do like a lot how... We later find out that his the his entire characterization is he's basically just like a extremely lonely and uh, misanthropic you know yeah. middle schooler cosplaying as a, a fascist essentially and that's kind of like that tracks with the the personality he displays in these episodes because he's he is petulant he is like immature but he wants to seem like he's bigger and tougher or whatever because it's all just a game to him yeah exactly yeah yeah it's just like I don't I don't know like I I kind of feel like they could have done something where it's like he knows it's a game and whatever, but and like I, I think and he sort of like just gets off on like being, you know, a massive shithill in a world you know, whereas normally he's like adorated and all this stuff just for being himself. <laughs> like it they could have done more with that, I think, but in this he's like he is just at least on the top, he's just full villain. Like he's just vamping it up completely and there's no there's no like uh, there's no grave for him when he's in the Digimon Emperor's, Emperor's suit. He's just a, after that, he's like Dr. Eggman or something. Like He's just completely <laughs> evil, which I appreciate because I just find it fun to watch. Um, but Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I am slightly concerned when, as, as to what it will be will it actually be like when we get to the scenes of like Ken revealing you know, you know basically be the emperor being defeated and ken being left behind like i wonder what those scenes are actually going to be like because i remember them being okay but i watched them a long time ago so yeah i mean like the the thing about ken that's important to remember is that he he has no idea that you know these are actual sentient creatures that he's harming like he he fully believes that they are just like programs running on artificial intelligence that you know 
don't have anything actually going on under the hood. So with that in mind, like his his actions come across as more like you know the frustrated kid who goes into rampage in Grand Theft Auto because they're frustrated at how little control they have in the real world or something like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, although I have feelings about that, but I guess we'll get we'll get to that when when we get to that. Yeah, that's, I, I that's guess still like ten a, episodes that's off. A, we'll get to that. That's picture. a reveal at some point, I'm guessing, because I again I don't it's, remember. But yeah, it's it's the thing that makes him break eventually is realizing that you know Wormon is real and he's his friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay Where well that's, that's real fine. and he's my friend <laughs> <laughs> yes but regardless yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a, you know he's a fun he's a fun he's a fun character to watch and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I i really enjoy that we're at the point where the digestion kids just just clown on him non-stop even though you know even though he's winning that's the thing like he's actually really effective yeah. villain but he's still mm-hmm. like so like i don't know it's so hard to Take seriously because he's just yeah he's, he's, a, just he's a, a damn weird kid, kid. exactly yeah. I'm pretty sure I wrote that down in my notes at some point no it was it was for a different thing but, but yeah kid. there's a there's a lot of wiener kids in in these episodes <laughs> one little bit of characterization that um I thought was interesting and I don't think it's necessarily a bad change but it's it's co- a cool illustration of the difference between versions is in the dub when Wormon frees Agumon from from Ken's control. It's framed as like an altruistic thing. Like he 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 wants to do the right thing. In the yeah. sub, it's it's framed as a selfish act instead. Because well, it kind of is, yeah. And like the dog doesn't really hide that because it's like he wants to be the subject of yeah. He wants to be the one used for the for the experiments. Yeah, but like they they go they go hard on it in the in the sub. Like gotcha. when he's freeing Agumon, Agumon says thank you, and he says I'm not doing this for you. Like straight up. Oh <laughs> wow. It's mm. yeah. It's it's interesting that like they That's interesting. Yeah. they show that he is so dedicated to to Ken that he does good things inadvertently. <laughs> like he's not doing a good thing for the sake of doing a good thing. Like, he's doing a good thing because he thinks he'll get a more face time with his with his buddy. So Aww. it's no it's no, there's no sense of like he's doing this because he thinks you know if he if Ken goes down this path it's going to be one he can't come back from or something like that. Like it's it's purely just because he wants to be the center of it like the you know the pearl in ken's eye as it were like that's Mm -hmm. that literally all it is perfect that's really interesting yeah and like all the previous episodes um whereas in the dub he would be like sucking up to ken in the sub he's instead just basically just trying to get his attention like he's like can we can we go play like can we go do something (laughs) Mm. and and this episode is kind of the culmination of that it's like i i want to have some time with him he's spending all his attention on you that's really. I'm not sure how I'd find that. So that's interesting. Like yeah, like, so, like I said, it's not it's not necessarily worse or better. It's it's just a difference in characterization. Yeah, yeah. Dub Wormon right now feels like he has like serious Stockholm syndrome, where he's like, you you could use me for your horrible like painful experiments. I would like that, and it's just like Wormon, like no babies, please. But also, it also comes across as like you know, he's in this he's in this boat. Like I can, you know, for, for better or worse, like this is Wormon's like like life. I suppose yeah. it's not Agumon. Agumon didn't ask to be part of this. Like that's just how you know. There's like a sense of like uh, I don't know, like not survivor's guilt, but like he's so 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, ultimately, I think the dub plays also just as like Wormon is obviously like a good guy. Like, they, you know, he is watching another good guy get tortured and made to do horrible things, and he's like, "Well, sod this. Let's 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 help him out because I don't want to be seen." And then he, and then it kind of feels more like the oh, you could just do it to me instead. It's kind of like half true, like he half means it, but also it's half like, you know just leave everyone else alone you know it's the noble sacrifice yeah, as it were that's, so that, yeah, that's a good, a good the, way of the, putting yeah. it that i wasn't able to articulate yeah and in, in the dub it comes across more of like a you know direct your anger at me instead of anyone else whereas in the sub it's direct your attention at me instead of anyone else yeah yeah but there is also a sense like there's still you can still sort of read that as like where mon also just wanting ken in any way to involve him in his affairs like I don't know. Like, if he didn't want anything to do with Ken, he, like, wouldn't say a word to him, because half the time that just ends up getting him, you know, like, struck with the whip anyway, so it's mm-hmm. it's obvious that, like, he still wants attention, even in the dub, but, like, not... Yeah. If it's way more explicit in the in the, in the in the original, I don't know. Like, that will be a weird character, I find, I think. Yeah, and there's... And that, that kind of comes to a head in the next scene, where uh, when Ken finds out that Wormont frees Agumon... In the sub, the way their conversation goes is, oh, I, he's gone, guess you'll have no choice but to use me now. And then um, Ken basically mocks him, being like, uh, "Like, what what kind of gentleman would you even evolve, evolve into? I wouldn't want to partner anything like you. And then Wormon just looks very uh, like hurt, just says, Ken, and then Ken kicks him in the face and says that Aww. if he calls him that one more time, he's 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 not going to hold back. And he, so finally, for the first time in the entire series after ten episodes, Wormon like you know acquiesces and calls him the Emperor. Baby, oh, protect Wormon. <laughs> yeah, Wormon gets his due. Like you know, we, we, we've got Wormon gets good stuff later on. Oh yeah, he's. Yeah. I think he's he's one of the more interesting partner characters in this series, though, for because of this dynamic. I, I think I think that the the notion that a partner is actively working to sabotage, you know, their their counterpart is is a good dynamic. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I get the feeling like Wemon is kind of like it's not an exact retread by any means of like Gatimon in in the first series, but like there is a nice. It almost feels like the other side of the coin, where it's like, rather than the villain becoming, you know, finding one of the good guys and realizing that, hey, she's one of the good guys as well, or she should be. It's more like, you know, this character who it's it's a bit different because it's a character who's obviously a good guy who's with the bad guy, and then the then eventually he like draws. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like the opposite of Kari. Yeah, because like rather than the partner being good and then bringing the Digimon to, to their side. It's more of the it's more of the other way around with the with the partner Digimon being good the whole time and and uh, either way, regardless of that, either way, it's just more. Com- I, I just find that more compelling than I found the Gatamon stuff to eventually be um, in, yeah, in, the, in the show because I, I, I remember saying at the time I didn't find it as good as I as, as good as I remembered. Yeah, because we we kind of realized that it's it's hyper compressed. Yes. Yeah. Compared to like how much it should be, like that you get basically everything in one episode. Whereas this this series takes its sweet time. And you get twenty episodes of developing their relationship before the boiling point happens. Yeah, yeah I, good, I, I really do slow love burn. it. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's a good slow burn and whim on. Yeah, it's just a enjoyable, yeah, enjoyable character to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, the, I think the moment it gets his due is going to be a, a, a fun one because that'll be long awaited. But but yeah. I kind of want to um, 
point out as well, just we're on the point of talking about the Emperor and, and, and such. I like to hear something that I didn't really actually acknowledge was like a thing in the previous episodes was the idea that the Dark Rings are just kind of a bit like they, they need a second like uh, iteration or something because I remember the episode where like Andromon basically rips his off via the power of love or yeah. whatever which I just thought was like a, a corny way to end an episode but not you know in a nothing new for Digimon I suppose so fine and then them referring back to that as a, as a as a plot point and then obviously with the school Greymon stuff as well that was kind of neat because I, I was like oh they actually acknowledge that the dark rings are a bit a bit shit <laughs> and yeah and... It, I, I i thought i put the same thing in my notes yeah yeah and it's been a lot more explicit in the sub as well because in the andromon episode like ken says out loud at the end of the episode they're not strong enough to control ultimates yet of course because oh, okay. he is an ultimate right yeah yeah and they they make a point in this episode of specifying why it's because the the data overflow of uh, that ultimates produce is too much to be processed by the the ring Okay. So when he combines three of them together, they have triple the processing power, so they're able to deal with ah. the, the excess data more easily. So Dark like, Spirals oh. with blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> like quad core, however, or, or tricore, I guess, in this case. Yeah, I mean, that's basically how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Because like, in the dub, they just have like a load of, like, like it's just a load of mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> like, there's no actual like explanation for like why... You know what the hell Ken's talking about, basically. Like, yeah. we need to improve the rings, and then he just starts making He shapes. just shouts the power levels. You know what? I thought he was going to make um, a gear. I, I was I was thinking, like, oh, we should, it needs a new shape. And then he was going to make a gear, and then basically just reinvent the black gears again. And <laughs> I would have found that, like, kind of cool in, like, a, huh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's a, Ken, Ken embraces that's his a... inner billionaire tech bro and invents things that already exist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> The digi, the digi That's a mouthful, Jesus. <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. That is a that that was a while ago. Yeah, sorry. Does that, yeah. Does that mean his dark rings are hyperloops? Oh god, uh, that's funny. I love it. This made me think, though. Speaking on Andromon, like, so it isn't even the fact of his memories were stirred, just more the fact that the dark ring wasn't powerful enough and he's able to get through. So that just making me think, like, man. Kari really could have been killed. Like she could have been super <laughs> killed if he had if he had made this discovery like five days they, earlier. They wouldn't have. I, I don't know. I feel like there's something in the episode itself which kind of gives them the indication that that's a valid strategy of like trying to appeal to his. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they were just like, uh, let's try this. I mean, in this episode, it most certainly is not a valid strategy. Yeah. No. Of course not. No. No. So that's. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Um, is there that being a thing to think about? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really liked the Empress whole thing in here, like as we've said. Yeah. Can so we just speaking about... of not remembering, I want to say though, uh, sorry to interrupt, I just need to say real quick no, no. that uh, when Ty's trying to get a virus metal gray moment to remember, he's like, hey, it's me, your old buddy Ty. And. Ken's just like, I've got chills. Will he remember you? Allow me to answer. And then Metal Grey Mon attacks. Like, the delivery is so strong because he is just, like, enjoying it so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wanted to, like, if I ever have the chance to talk to Derek Stephen Prince, I want to ask him, like, straight up, like, how much fun did you have recording this? Because it sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah. I, 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 he's definitely one of the voice actors that seems like he just gets proper into the, like, 
all of the various roles that he's had throughout the Digimon franchise, and and that's yeah, you know, yeah. It's 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 always good to see. Yeah, like you know what, mad mad props to you because like it's it would be so easy to take this like not seriously, like to see it as like you know just a dumb kids sure. cartoon. I don't have to try. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry Tom for interrupting you. I just ha- I just had to bring that up because it was sort of tangentially related. <laughs> no, because my thing. All I was gonna say was um, just about um, like I know they're in. I know they're literally in a place called Rail Town. Him just like appearing out of nowhere on like an old 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 timey locomotive. It's like okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. Um, yeah, which is really goofy. I mean, it's it's Digimon. We've seen weirder introductions. I feel like. We have no, no doubt about that. But it was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, like, no one even, asked, no one even makes like a dumb joke, like in the dub, to ask, like, like, where did you get that? From? Where the hell did you get that from? <laughs> like, it's just completely, literally, the only reason for the only explanation for that is that they're in a place called, you know, Railtown. How do I forget the name of that? Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's it's even it's even just straight up called Lokomotown in the Japanese version. That's also pretty. That's a pretty good name too. Yeah. Is it's, that, a, is that I, where I want, the runaway locomons are, or is that is that a different series? <laughs> that's uh, that's a different what? series. All right, we're getting that's there. Okay. Waka waka. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I I really want someone to take that the clip of Agumon on the train and just dub Love Train over it instead. That'd be so funny. <laughs> no, no, you need the you need like um them to just be like <laughs> you know wait just just before he comes in you just start with it. All aboard! And you go, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, t- yeah. Sorry, for, oh for the God. for the ten Aussie Osborne fans that listen, if, if that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed that though. Just, just, just a fun image, and yeah, no, I, I also, also really confused. Not well, maybe confused, not the right word, but like. I feel like Agamon just immediately lets himself get captured again. Yeah, like, he's basically an idiot. Yeah, like this isn't. I expected. I expect better from Agamon. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. How many dark <laughs> masters did Agumon personally kill, and this happened? A two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half dark masters, and then he's like, oh. Guess I'll just stand here and let this boy throw this spiral at me. Okay. He just walks up to him by himself, like, not even with, like, the other Digimon. Like, they... I don't know. Like, they usually tend to fight in packs, I find, and that usually works well. And then, like, he's approaching the Emperor, surrounded by all these, like, Megidramon or whatever. No, maybe that's someone else. Uh, I I forgot what the... uh... Airdramon. Right, okay. Um, Yeah, surrounded by all them, and, and he... He goes up there by himself, like injured. <laughs> like it's just not. Uh, it, I don't know. The, the show it's, is yeah, inconsistent. It's, it's the it's the equivalent of just leave Jiren to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's crafty. It, it, I, I actually do have a question What's, about the sub. Go for if it. If you don't mind, what can I? What can I do you for? Uh, does Agumon say Agumon Dark Digivolve two or he, Dark Shika? He absolutely does not. <laughs> Uh, there is something about the way like Tom Fawn delivers Agumon oh, Dark Digivolve 2 that's all like sassy kind of and I'm just like this sounds wrong but it's also <laughs> yes. like kind of funny in the delivery it, it is wow. it is honestly quite <laughs> hilarious how they insist on, on defanging this kind of terrifying monster by giving it yeah, a goofy voice honestly I mean it's kind of goofy like 
anyway. Like the the concept of like the evil Digivolution. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just kind of funny. I've now taken your Digimon, and I can Digivolve him myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's just literally just evolution. Like, he's just Digivolving them, but, like, by force instead. And that's why you get stuff like, you know, School Grey Man happened before. Um, like, I assume it's just considered the same thing, right, in the in the show. It's just, like, the evil version or whatever. I don't know, like, there's no, there's no title for it, is what I'm saying. There's no Dark Shinko or whatever. I yeah I, I I can't remember like I can't think back that far to be honest but I don't I don't recall okay yeah, like them making that explicit yeah I was thinking like this is probably one of the moments where the dub was like silent oh yeah or, like he did a sub sorry not the dub that's one thing that they they are consistent across uh the entire series so far at least is that Skullgreymon has not even vocalized a single like even once it just makes weird groans that's it see I I wish that was the case because. It's really cool to have like a guttural like bone monster dragon. Yeah, and I and I think that would be particularly effective in like that would be particularly effective in the dub as well, which doesn't go down the route of having the Digimon, you know, often be like animals. <laughs> like it, it usually usually you know humanizes even the like monster of the weak ones. Like I, I get the feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, but the School Greymon School Greymon didn't talk in like the. Adventure episode where he where it appears, no. where they're in the Colosseum. No. Yeah, I don't think, I so. think he, he just he doesn't even call his attack name. He just shoots the missile, like yeah. He he, he just does some like roars basically. So that's great. Um, I'm, I'm, I imagine we said so at the time, but like I don't know. I forget the feeling like you just. I'm not too, I'm not too like fussed about it because it's it ultimately I think as as interesting as it has been to see School Greymon come back these episodes it's also just like a returning concept so it's like i'm not one that i'm too worried about them i'm not i'm not, I'm not that bothered about them you know maybe getting it a bit wrong here because they got it right where it, where it mattered i suppose yeah but also it would have been nice to you know stick with what worked just have yeah. good old bone monster shooting nukes yeah um i did like the i did like the um what did, what did you call it uh was it Virus Metal Greymon. Mm-hmm. Virus Metal Grey. Yeah, because it's the the virus version of Metal Greymon. Oh, right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because there's there's two. Yeah, that that's actually, if I recall correctly, like that version is the one that's on the Digimon World uh, cover. Mm-hmm. And in in the oh, Japanese yeah. version, they they shout it out like when it when it forms, they go, "It's a virus this time." Oh, okay. Hmm. Strange line to leave out because it's not like those. It's not like the typings are like excised from like the dorp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like, they're con- very explicit, like throughout like the the middle of the yeah. series in the first one. And it's not a hard concept to grasp anyway. It's like it's a virus now. That's that's bad. Like that's yeah. that's not hard to figure out. Like yeah, so weird change, but yeah. Speaking speaking of a weird change, there is there is a a. Small but significant change that kind of have a ripple effect going to the next episode as well. Okay. So, in throughout this episode, Ty is trying desperately to appeal to Metal Greymon in the second half because, you know, he wants his partner back. I think he can get through to him. In the dub, Davis basically tells him, you're not going to be able to do it. We have to. We, you know, we, we got to take him out. Whereas in the sub, it's the exact opposite where Davis, is, he's still holding Ty back because he doesn't want him to get killed, but he shows everyone, don't hurt him. We, we can't hurt him. Right. And, like, actively, like, holds everyone back from attacking it. 
which goes into next because he has a character arc over the course of these two episodes where he realizes that sometimes you gotta hurt the ones you love in order to help them essentially yeah sure i felt sure. i was i was like thinking like that's like davis like literally 15 minutes ago you were saying the exact opposite yeah, like it's, yeah. In, in the yeah, in the next episode, he just like straight up says like, "I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt Mel Graymon." Um, or, oh, maybe that's not okay. We'll get to that when we get to that. To be fair, let like, yeah, no, you're you're, you're right. Yeah. It is inconsistent. Like they they made an oopsie because they made him you know go all gung ho. It doesn't really. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a funny thing because it's like I find okay. So I was watching that Davis and I thought, oh, that's actually surprisingly like level headed of him. Which probably should have clued me onto the fact that it's out of character, because I was just thinking, <laughs> I was just, yeah, bear with me, I was just thinking, you know, how, yeah, it makes sense for him to, like, drag drag him out the way of danger and so on. Like, that's the more, especially for your lead character. Again, I've, I've made comments about Davis just being a piss-poor like, lead character, because, at least in the dub version, because he's just so, like, annoying i guess and even <laughs> even in the original version like he where he's much sweeter and whatever i just find that's you know not explored enough for my liking and and he's not as patch on tie or uh Takaso or, or anyone else like but that weird like inconsistency in the dub is just revealed like oh what if davis was like you know the like Ty has gone in too deep, and Davis is like actually sort of like Ty was before he got completely like you know before he's been in the ship for like three years. Like I don't I don't know. I'm 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 going around in circles here, but I really liked that that brief glimpse into a character that we didn't get. Instead, we just got the whiny yeah. um hustle. Like <laughs> hustle if Davis. they weren't inconsistent with like that, if they didn't like change that, then it would have been like a pretty like good like brief arc for Davis to be like oh like have that moment. But then it's like. He's one way, and then he's immediately the opposite way, and then he goes back, and it's just like, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. I don't I don't like how they like like I said, it's a small but significant change because it'll it'll have repercussions in the the following episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, over, the overall. Oh, sorry. Come on. No, I was gonna say, and then just I love how at the end you see uh, Yoli come in, and like it's Yoli. And Matt, like, <laughs> just like the and Matt being punctuated when Matt was one of the, he has one of the megas, but he's just punctuated as and Matt. <laughs> as well as how much as um Matt loves to just punch Ty in the face. He's like, sure, anytime, yeah. I'll do it again. I'm just I like, am, I love this. I love them so much. I am actually shocked that that ending wasn't like removed or censored or something come to think of it it, it was like, censored a bit they they removed the moment of impact which which you see in the in the sub but it's okay. still very clear what happens yeah like, they, no... they still just straight up show him getting decked and knocked onto the ground yeah i'm which i, I, I actually kind of love i i'm just like watching that scene i'm like okay what this is insane like why would he do that <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even think they thought... Obviously, they had their moments in the original original series with Matt literally, you know, setting Metal Guru, metal guru on and on tie and stuff like that. But like, the, that kind of was just like visual, oh, hi. Oh, hi, tie. <laughs> Pop! <laughs> it doesn't happen in the... I don't think that happens in the original show. Like, not to that level of... I don't know. It's a bit different when they're older, I guess, is, is maybe my thing. Like, it's a bit different now yeah. that they're, like, you I, know, 
I just love the fact that they can punch each other and like be okay with it. This is really good. I honestly, I honestly didn't like it. Like I knew what they were going for, but he just came across as like there were psychopaths. Like just like it's like the, <laughs> that's, the only that's way very the fair. only way we know how to feel the only way we know how to feel is through literally beating the shit out of each other. Like okay, guys, either you guys need just need to like fuck or something or like the fact that I like Kari like, and TK are like more calm about it is like what weirds me out. They're like whatever. <laughs> it's like like buddies like your brother your brother just yeah, hit you've been your a- other brother you've been around these people way too long <laughs> like, i just get <laughs> like that's just the vibe i get from them yeah you know like the- i've said i've said it i've said it before like tk and kari should have been the protagonists of this show but this is maybe an example of like why he actually shouldn't be because like again <laughs> they've been they've been around these weirdos way too long <laughs> yeah. only, da- only the- davis can see what it's really like yeah, the sub honestly ends in a bit of a, like a a serious grim note because like so the reason why Matt punches him in the sub is he basically says you don't know what needs to be done <laughs> like you're Ooh, you're not okay. willing to accept that we have to hurt Agumon in order to save him and then Ty like very regretfully very like hesitantly says yeah I know you're right and then they like you know they metaphorically kiss and make up and Davis is very confused by this he's like why would you punch your friend. <laughs> like, Davis is Daisuke, right. Rather. Yeah, that's goes right as well. Like, it's just it's nonsense. Like, I don't, I really hate that kind of like, you know, oh, I don't know. It just does my head. I, 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 I um, I'm, I'm just so confused by that scene. Like, I yeah. just don't. Yeah. I, 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 I totally get, get it, it completely as a trope, and I just completely think the execution here was just like insane and. I don't know, I just don't like the trope anyway, so that doesn't help. Yeah, I get where you're um, coming from, Tom, and I partially agree, but I also think that if, like, the dub had that version of, like, you don't know know what needs to be done, like, then punch, like, that does feel more like a Matt and Ty thing of just, like, one going super far on one end, the other on the other end, and then just brief clash, and then make up. Yeah, I I kind of get that, and I feel like like the dub almost treats that better, because it literally is just that. Like, there's no, like... It doesn't like try to explain things, whereas the subversion, based on what you're saying, Scrafty, is like it's a case of like Matt literally explaining to Ty, "I had to punch you so that you realize we need to go beat up your best friend." It's like uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like kind of like Ty is acting hysterical and Matt punching him like grounded him because it kind of focused his. No, I get that. Scattered that's, thoughts, that's, I guess, but that's the trope. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very like you know. I don't know, but also, I guess it doesn't help that, like, Ty actually wasn't being that hysterical. Like, he was, he just came across as, like, at least in the, again, at least in the dub, he came across as just, like, extremely angry, which, you know, fair. Yeah, I will, I will be too. Like, <laughs> he's got every right to be angry, but it doesn't seem yeah, like he's losing felt, his complete cool. He felt very distraught to me, of like, he, because he, he says multiple times, like, I let Agumon down when he needed me. Like, he just, yeah. he, 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 he it's not like a pity party because like, you know, it's very valid, like why he feels so bad, but like, that's sort of like why Matt just straight up decks him. Cause he's like, you need to get over this. The most important thing right now yep. is we kick this wiener boy's butt and get your partner back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The, the sub and like the episode ends on the very hardcore line from Gatavan where, or she she just says uh, she just basically looks at Ty and says 
if you care about Agumon, then you won't hesitate next time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Although I did love it, the dub version where I get, like, I'll leave this to you, Gatamon, and it's just like, um, <laughs> I'll trash him. Of him. Next yeah, time you trash see him. Agumon, trash him, understand? And everyone's like, defeat Agumon. It's like, yeah, I found that really funny for like, just like, how, like it's absurdity of like, hearing all these people, like, and they even reference it in Universal, like saying like, I never thought I would say defeat Agumon. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, and then like, there's also like, I, I did like that it ends with the last line of just like, let's do, let's go get Agumon back, which was like, okay, yeah, they, they are joking around, but like, it's not like they've gone. <laughs> it's not like they're relishing in the opportunity to fight yeah. slash beat up Agumon. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's such a, that's like a minor thing, but yeah, it's it, it wasn't it was nice. Yeah, so this that's one thing like that is going to carry over to the next episode is that as far as the storytelling goes, Tai now knows and understands what has to be done, and Daisuke does not. He he is he is still fully in the camp of we don't have to hurt him, like we shouldn't be hurting him. Tai pulling out a Glock. I understand what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, I, I forgive, do, me, um... forgive me, forgive me, Lord, but it's back to the old me. <laughs> it's it's that's, that's what, that's what Gatamon's thinking. <laughs> Lord, forgive me for, for what I'm about to say. Yeah, but Dabba do. Dabba do. <laughs> I, I need to say, uh, b- before we get too much further, uh, we forgot to bring up a very great uh, cameo of Woodmon, who says, I'm yes. Woodmon, I cannot be defeated. <laughs> Instantly gets yeeted into the control spire. Hey, I'm being defeated. And then they just leave him oh, no. there to die. Oh no, I'm being defeated. Oh yeah, what the hell's that about? Like, <laughs> the Woodmon in like, Adventure were pretty annoying, but like they were also like, Working for the Dark Masters, like I don't know, I just, they just weird, leave like, this one I, to get to just sink into the ground and die. Again, again, <laughs> the, Digi- the, Digi- the Digimon kids have been in here too long. They are genuinely turning into like psychopaths. Like you know, they're <laughs> punching each other. They're leaving Woodmon to die. They're just relishing at the opportunity of like kicking the shit out of Agumon. Five G um, in the Digi world. Oh no! Don't oh, crap. <laughs> Oh no. What have you done? This is going to be the lost episode for a good reason. <laughs> Surprise, we covered episode 12 and 13. <laughs> also, um, I want to say, uh, before, um, before I'm assuming we move on, I kind of wish that like there was more of an idea of Ken wanting to go after the other partners too. Because he's yeah. just... At, and, and I understand, like, there is a, a reason why he wants Metal Greymon in particular that we'll see. But I think it would have been cool if there was, like, this, like, a bigger, like, amount of, like, stress of, like... If, if Ken was, like, now I'm gonna get the rest of your partners and turn them against you, like... That would, like, and, I mean, be a really they, horrifying, they do flirt suspenseful with that. prospect. They do flirt with that in the next episode. Like, it's not they something do, that the yeah. character's, like, outright considering this one, but they we, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, but yeah, I just I mean, think it would have been have... great if, like, he if he even teased him about it, like, what if if Ken was like, ooh, what if I got uh, Gabumon next or something like that? Like, just, like, spark that fire, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, you, I, you, you have I, a point. I, 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 I get with, like, because Kamiramon's coming. So, like, I think yeah. that, like, I, I was kind of watching the scene with, like, Batamon. I was, I was just trying to think, like, does Batamon, does, does Kamiramon have anything from Batamon? Does it? Or, or, or Angimon, rather. Well, let me look um, it up. But uh, I, guess it, I guess it doesn't matter. I know, I know, that, I know that, like, oh, Gabumon he, and Bergamon. He does, actually. Oh, he does? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's one of his arms, right? No, it's his, the top wings are Angimon's oh, wings. Oh, right, right, right. 
That was pretty OP. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good Digimon he's got there, um, Davis. Um, yeah, let's. Uh... Nice Digimon you got there. <laughs> God. Yeah. Nice Digimon you got there, TK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, look, I get the feeling like it'd be cool if the Emperor knew that like Patamon was, or rather Angemon was like the one to actually go for, rather than like. Yeah. You know, Greymon, because like, you know, he is. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, <he's laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. one-shot your old partner with Hand of Fate, Patamon. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So also, also Dark Angemon. Whatever the hell that thing is. I uh, mean, that, I'd, be cool. I'd figured it'd be like Devimon, probably. Yeah, it's it's no, it's kind of weird because Devimon is presented as like the antithesis to to Angemon, but then when we get up to like Magnet Angemon and Seraphimon both have like evil versions that are just called Shadow Angemon and Shadow or Shadow Magnet Angemon and Shadow Seraphimon. So I don't know what okay. the idea there like, is. You know, there's Jedi in the Sith, and then there's like Dark Jedi. So you know, only a Digimon Emperor deals in absolutes. <laughs> nice. Should we get on to so, episode eleven uh, before things get more off yeah, the rails? Sorry, sorry, yes. Please stop. Please stop before I go for prequel means. Speaking of off the rails, let's talk about Storm of Friendship because it starts on a on a railway from oh, Rail Town. Six segue. Yes. Nice segue. Got him in one. That was awful. Okay, so are we good to move on then? Yeah, yep. let's, let's let's keep on let's keep on rolling, baby. So this starts off directly from episode ten. No breaks. No nothing. Tan has gone off. He has won again. He now has Virus Metal Greymon under his <laughs> Sorry, his sorry, Sloan. Sorry, Sloan. You can't just say Ken has gone off. <laughs> like, <that's> just... <laughs> he, he just Ken's he just... gone off. He he made he's the going... call out post. He's popped off. <laughs> Go he's off, King. Go off, he's... King. He is wild. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, so basically what happens is uh, they're... Going on the railway track, and Cody gets a, a message on his, uh, his D terminal from Izzy that Ken has been spotted with uh, Metal Greymon. Matt is like, "Hey Tenomon, like get Gururumon, because we need like everything we can to fight right now because the party is still the new Digidustin plus TK Kari plus Ty and Matt, so they need all the help they can get." And they basically make it clear, like, "Yeah, like from the last episode, we have to fight Metal Greymon. Like we have to st- be able to stop him." And like Davis is like pretty shocked about this in as noted his like weird uh turnaround is 180 and he even is like i don't think we can defeat him so tk is like no like we can do it we can get him back and the two of them get into an actual fight just about they get separated at the last moment but ty and matt are like haha they're just like us when we were younger they continue traveling cody's d3 is like hey it's beeping there's a new uh digi egg and they notice on a cliff face the crest of friendship, and they find a digi-egg with the symbol on it. So Matt's the first to lift it, no luck. Uh, Cody, Ty, TK, Karioli, they all try. No one can lift it, of course. And then Davis is basically forced to lift it. Like They're like, come on, wiener kid, go and lift this digi-egg. And he barely tries and is, of course, unsuccessful. And then in comes Flymon, who is controlled by the Digimon Emperor and attacks the group and injures Padamon. Vimon turns into Flamedramon and fights back, and so does Hawkmon into Halsamon. But they can't finish him off because that dang bee noise is just too much. <laughs> so uh, 
while they're like covering their ears and just like, ah, I hate this noise, Padamon is kidnapped by Flymon and they go to chase him. But out of nowhere, uh, Metal Greymon just stomps on in and Ken has Padamon in his clutches about to put a dark spiral on him. But just as he's about to do that and control Padamon, Gurumon beats Flymon, saves Padamon, returns the TK in his mouth, which would be kind of worrisome if I were Padamon. <laughs> and then, so, uh, Davis seems kind of surprised at uh, TK's willingness to help his partner. And uh, when Flamerbon asks if Davis would do the same thing, Davis basically presents that he, he's <laughs> unsure if he would be able to type of thing. <laughs> So, uh, Armadillomon and Gatamon uh, are Armored Evolve to try and help Garumon destroy the Dark Spiral, but Davis is ultimately too scared to fight because he's afraid of hurting Agumon. And then Flamedramon gets reverted to Vimon, claiming that Davis doesn't understand friendship. And Vimon is in danger, Patamon saves him, and TK is like, you, you, you were just doing this completely wrong. Like you don't. You, he's basically like you don't deserve any of like this. Like you were just an idiot. And so he has an epiphany about like his. I, he's like I. They're right. Like I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to be there for my friends. And then he starts glowing. His D three starts glowing, and the Digi Egg starts glowing, and just zooms on over to him. He gains the Digi Egg of friendship, and Vimon armor dissolves into Raidramon, and everyone survived. Even Ken, and we get the return of our favorite insert song out of all the insert songs imaginable, Change into Power, <laughs> as Raidramon and Garurumon start going after Metal Greymon to destroy the Dark Spiral, which eventually they do succeed in, and Metal Greymon is turned back into Agumon, and Ken flees away, and as the group manages to return, Izzy tells uh, Tentamon to spy on Ken, and Davis is now in possession of two Digi Eggs, Courage and Friendship, and Matt starts, gives him a noogie and is like, okay, you're one of the guys now, good job, you did it, now here's this noogie. Pretty, Gee, pretty Mom, beefy episode. How come you, how co- Gee, Davis, how come your mom lets you have two Digi Eggs? <laughs> I put that in my notes, too, I'm not gonna, we're on the same uh, wavelength this <laughs> <You> week. <laughs> I did. I put. I didn't put it in mine. I just thought of it then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was like, "Gee, David, how come your your digi your Digimon lets you have two Digi eggs? Your Digimon lets you have your Digimon. Oh, that's good." Okay, so but before we before we get like started, I I just want to I'm gonna read out the the transcript of a conversation that Daisuke and Takudu have in the opening of the the sub, and then I'll read out the. I want to hear that. The equivalent yeah. dub exchange as well, just so that you get an idea of uh, the tonal and, I guess, character difference in these episodes. Yeah, go for it. So, in the opening, um, like, TK and Davis have a, have a fight, but what leads to that fight is, is pretty different in both of them. So, in the sub, Deku's first lines are, I don't think I'll be able to attack Taichi-san's Digimon, and then Tucker says, well, we have no choice. And he says, What? And he says, I don't want to do it either. We have no choice. If we don't fight, we can't save him. We have no other options. And he says, well, destroying his partner, uh, that's the only option. And he goes, not destroying, we'll just remove the dark spiral. And he goes, but we couldn't do it before, could we? We can't remove it unless we destroy him entirely. And it's like, uh, well, that's what Ty decided. Like, we have to to do our best to honor his wishes. And then Daisuke says, well, that's very easy for someone like you to say. And then I have a fight. Okay. And then in the dub, it's, 
Yeah, what's the David doctor? says, what makes, me th- what makes you think we'll even be able to defeat Metal Greymon in the first place? And TK says, what makes you think we can't? And David says, who asked you? And TK says, I'm speaking from experience. What are you afraid of anyway? And David says, who's the thing about being afraid? I just don't want to uh, don't want to get in over our heads. And then they have a fight. So, pretty I mean, pretty different. It's not, it's, not, it's not as bad as, 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 as I was expecting, putting them side by side. But yeah, there's there's a lot more detail. It's actually, it's it's a significant difference in, in in motivation because Dub Davis is more concerned about not being able to defeat the enemy, whereas yeah. Sub Daisuke is concerned about hurting you know his friend's partner. So like, yeah, and that that changes a bit as the episode goes on. But yeah, yeah. so that's pretty. Yeah, he he starts off like, oh, I don't think we can. Like he really is just not feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling that like either way, like the the idea here. And I'm not saying it's a good one, but I feel like the idea here in both of those versions is that you know this is this is Davis slash Daisuke being like a coward, <laughs> basically. Like he's he's yeah. not he's not got the guts to do what must be done, or he's and just. I think the difference in tone is is that Daisuke is presented like he's he's too much of a sweetheart essentially, like he's too nice to even want to hurt Agumon. But that, whereas... but that is, that's right. the same. That's the same thing. Like I, I would say, like I would compare that to like Mimi in the first series, where like she didn't want to fight because you know a lot of reasons. And we'll, we'll get into it more later. But being, the, she's, the, she's a coward. Daisuke, essentially, he he feels like if he's you know if if he messes up and, and accidentally kills Agumon or has to kill Agumon, that makes him yeah. a bad person. Essentially, like he's a no, bad right, person and a bad friend. Whereas yeah. the, the dub, the fact that he says what well, makes you think we'll be able to defeat Ken and Metal Greymon makes it more of a nebulous bad guy thing. Like it, it's less about you know cowardice and more about like I guess defeatism in a way. Well, yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah, absolutely. I I again there is obviously a um, yeah, there's obviously a difference in like personalities here, which I think is. Is has been present the whole time, and this is another example of that. I yeah, I mean, I think overall this is one of the things why I'm just not a huge fan of the character anyway. Um, regardless of like if it's his dub or sub personality and backstory and what have you, it's like he's just comes. He's not exactly. He doesn't come across as a hero. Like he doesn't really do that, and the, and all of his heroic moments that you have, or well, supposed to be heroic, come across as like they just happen because like the end of this episode i feel is and maybe the subversion is very different but literally just him ending with like just screaming vimon you're my friend and then getting the wimble that, like, that it is much different we'll, we'll get to you that do nothing, yeah i was yeah. thinking he's just nothing i literally to put that. like in my notes just like vimon you're my friend and i'm like that's just weird like so okay we'll, go we'll, off we'll skip ahead of it but since we're on this kind of like this this topic we'll 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 kind of jump yeah, ahead go, go for it. yeah okay yeah because I, I now i need to know yeah so i'll it's i read the middle when metal engaging middle gray one again um vimon asks daisuke if he's just gonna stand there and, and let uh metal gray one attack and daisuke says i i don't know what to do no matter what i do someone's gonna get hurt and then Taichi says, well, that's not going to happen. You just believe believe in us, believe in Agumon, and believe in Gururumon. And Desuke says, I don't know if I can believe. Whereas the dub version of that is, 
David's saying, I don't want to hurt anyone. And Ty says, it's not what you want to do. It's about the things you have to do for friendship. And Davis goes, friendship? Like he's friggin' solid snake in Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> See, I... Both of those are bad. Both of those are bad. Like, I, I've, I think maybe the... I, I think I've maybe got more time for the second one. That's just kind of fun in like a... That's, that's kind of goofy in like a fun anime way. Whereas the the dub version you, you ever seen that sketch of like um, I think it's like Pro ZD who's just like um, <laughs> he's just like anime character who you're trying to convince your friends to get good later on and yeah just going like I want to pee my pants I want to pee I'm so scared and then like he's just like uh, no he gets good when later on he's, he's so good he's thinking of Davis from like Last Evolution Kazuna uh, and then he's like watching O2 and he's like I don't want to hurt Metal Gear uh, uh, whatever, so my opinion um, real quick just to say real quick so is stupid. if they stopped that line in the dub before the four friendship it would be a very good line of saying it's not about what you want to sure. do it's about the things you have to do that would be great yes the four friendship part that just really hits you in the face of this is yeah. Digimon. I, I will say they they never once say the word friendship in the in the sub, like the that's not the t- the subject of this episode. It's it's about belief, and they they make it clear that Davis is like quote unquote cowardice isn't because it isn't exactly cowardice. It's that he doesn't know these people well enough to know what they're capable of. Essentially, like he doesn't have the faith in them that he needs in order yeah. to succeed. Okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. That's a good yeah. That's a good. Um, that's better. I I. I yeah. I have way more time for that. Like that's yeah. So what what happens is after um, Takeru saves Patamon, they like and Davis doesn't or Daisuke doesn't do anything. Takeru yeah. basically goes up to him and says, "You know what? We got this. Just chill right here. You don't have to do anything." Oh wow! And that makes <laughs> Daisuke realize, "Oh my god! Like I'm I'm holding everyone back here because I'm not able to. You know, I don't have the the faith in them. Like I'm not I'm not doing what I, what needs to be done." I'm the dang wiener and then, kid. Yeah, but, yeah, he has a, a wiener realization. <laughs> or, um... See, that's that's the thing, though. It's not like, he's always playing catch-up. Like, I just feel like he's always playing catch-up to, like, the rest of this team in terms of, like, you know, both being a part of it, both, like, understanding how, like, Digimon work, and I don't know. Like, it, it just always feels like he's not actually... He's not as much of an active participant as he should be. Like, when that, no, that's not the right phrase because he is obviously an active participant. But like, he's—I don't know. Like, I just don't find much of a compelling storyline in like the idea that like Davis is having to learn all this stuff while while he is completely surrounded by characters who have already both been through the shit and also just generally much better at adapting to to the shit like cody for example um, i do honestly think i like this ramp up it, it is slow it is more gradual but i think the fact that the, he has to journey to get there is a bit more interesting because tie in season one aside from like two episodes of sulking after the the skull Grimon incident he and like the one like 10 minute part where he's not sure if he can go through the electrical wall later um he never really like loses faith in the people like he he never questions himself or, or questions others in the same way and I think that that's that's a, a bold thing to do this early in the show, like you said, like when people are deciding whether or not they like him as a character. Yeah. But I, I do like like where they're going with it, and I think that the the line that he says instead of "Vimon, I'm your friend" is is really good <laughs> because he he looks at how Takaru was able to save Padamon, like or he was able to like 
you know, he, the, the feelings he felt seeing Padamon in danger and the things he will do to, to protect him makes him realize that he was holding everyone back. And instead of saying, be my only friend, he says, God, I'm so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so Yoli oh. and, and Dice K in these episodes are the, are the 2020 mood. And that's, that's what uh, activates the egg, because it, it's less about him learning the power of friendship and more about him learning that he's, like, in this instance, he was the weak link in this chain, and his desire to be better than that is what activates the egg. I like I, that. Okay. That's such a weird thing. Staying home instead of fighting Metal Greymon on a Friday night? God, <laughs> you're pathetic. <laughs> I, I'm just like, this. this is a character that I... I would not have made this character. Like, put it that way. Like, I would have... The, the, the idea of, like, having this character's defining trait just kind of be, like... Well, not defining trait, but, like... I don't know. He, he's just so, like... Uh, slow's not the right word. There's just something about... It's like... Yeah, maybe... Maybe effect's the right word. Like, he's not got anything inherently wrong with him. It's just that he's just a bit I'm, of a... I'm kind of like, wondering, does Dice K in the sub, like have a defining trait because our defining trait for davis is brat but like does <laughs> I, dice yeah. k have a defining trait is what i'm kind of like wondering I, yeah I think, I think he's he's empathetic to a fault and that's his problem is that he's his like character arc and character struggle comes from wanting to be on the right side of every situation and then realizing that sometimes it's impossible to do that like sometimes you know you, you can't please everyone you can't make everyone happy you're gonna hurt someone I, I, I like that. I do really like that. And I think for uh, a character who is basically inheriting a pretty big thing, I mean, like, the, 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 the passing of the goggles, like, goggles is, like, the, the core sign of a leader in all, in all Digimon media, essentially. Like, sure. he is, he's basically been given leadership, and, he, and, he, and the idea of the leader trying to please everyone and be like, like, you know... Be right in every occasion, but not like in a show-off way, but in a like to do right way. And okay. to see that sort of be a character who is very unsure, like that basically just shows like Dice K is not ready to be a leader, and but he'll grow. He has the potential to grow into it, type of thing. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, compared to especially compared to the dub, which Davis has had his moments, but we don't see anywhere near this level. And I, I think that's like the. The what makes him interesting is that he is so not the typical shonen protagonist. Like he, he gets fired up sometimes, but that's about the only thing that he has in common with you know, like your your Naruto's or your Luffy's or or whatnot. Um, oh, actually, let, let me let me backtrack on that. I, he does actually share Luffy's like deep empathy and his desire to help everyone, but he's less capable than someone like Luffy is, and that, I think that's what makes him seem like quote unquote pathetic. Is that he doesn't always have the answers to these conundrums he's faced with and i think that like just like with with canon wormon like he is ramping up to the the apex of his character development around episode 20 or so so i'm i'm interested sure. to see how how things are handled there with I, I liked him a lot um in that arc in the dub so i'm excited to see how much i like him in the sub which is a lot more so far like i would say this is a hot take but based on the 10 episodes i've seen so far like sub daisuke is right behind takato as like my favorite protagonist in the series right now okay Hmm. Wow, that's, that's I some think big my, praise. I think my problem with this is that, I, I, conceptually, I've got zero problem with this whatsoever. And even in, like, you know, my viewing of it and, and like, you know, admittedly for the sub, I'm not watching it myself, so I'm, I'm mostly going off of 
your your uh, your readings of it, uh, Scrafty. But the I don't know. I, I get the feeling this would have been cool if it was like something that like David had to come to grips with on his own, kind of like what like Joe and Mimi did in the original show. Like they having again, I think it's kind of bogged down this the idea that Davis has to you know get over his like empathy or you know or at least learn how to use that in a way which doesn't hold people back or whatever. I can I, I, I get the feeling something about having that be his character when he's surrounded by all these other characters who who you know aren't hard asses you know they're not like you know they're not Rambo or whatever they're, they're not like you know they've had to learn and grow and get over some stuff themselves and you know but ultimately they still know that they've got to do what they've got to do it, it just makes him feel like more of like a I don't know if he was learning to do this stuff because like the Digimon Emperor has like was like hunting him down or something I don't know like if he was in more scenario where he got to learn through his own actions and through his own like purely about have it purely as like an inner conflict and then also a, conf- a literal conflict in the form of like a physical threat having this having this conflict come from also be there if that comes from like people who are ostensibly his friends um i don't know something about it just comes across as like not very satisfying i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying it I, th- I think that's the thing is that like generally i just find this not very satisfying to see unfold uh and again i'm watching the dub version but i'm still getting i think the gist of it <laughs> and i'm uh, yeah i'm just trying i'm just trying to quantify why i find that unsatisfying and i that's the closest i can come up with so um, i mean that's totally so, yeah, fair like, that's... I, I i get where you're coming from and i get the idea that you're purporting and it's like i, I understand that yeah I, I, there, there is one other thing i just want to sort of and this is nothing that anyone's really touched on yet as far as i can tell but like vimon kind of doesn't have his back like i got the feeling like vimon is mostly there just to rag on davis when he's being like at his you know least compatible let's say with the rest of the group like yeah, their, just like their de- dynamic de- this de- episode de- de- felt very off, I want to say. Like, don't get me wrong, I cracked the hell up at the scene where he's like, you'd die for me, wouldn't you, Davis? And he's like, uh. He's like, oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. Like, what do you mean, what? maybe? <laughs> I love that scene. So, well, I, I Steve, found Steve really loves funny. shouting at Davis. <laughs> it's just really funny. Yeah, and the 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 subversion that is, is honestly pretty funny as well, because it's you know, Davis froze up and, uh, after Padawan got kidnapped, and it's basically flown everyone just being like, "What's your freaking damage?" <laughs> like he he just in- he's fully interrogating. I was like, "Why why did you freeze up? Like what what's wrong with you?" <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know." Yeah, it's like Vimon is not. I don't know Vimon doesn't seem like a character who has much sympathy for. Okay, maybe this is a hot take, but Vimon just doesn't seem like a character that has much character. Like at least not yet. Like he is. Yeah, he is a fun. Yeah, no, I'd agree. To... I, I don't think that's a hot take. That is, yeah, that is... I just never really realized it until this moment where I'm like, "Hey, Vimon seems like kind of an asshole." It's like, no, he doesn't actually. He just seems like he's no nothing. Like he doesn't have any. He's, he's just along for the about ride. About Davis's, yeah. Which, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say that all the Digimon have been like very complex characters or what have you. Like, there's certainly some like I don't know, like let's say Biamon or someone like that who's not really. I don't know, Vimon it just like seems like the most extraneous character yet. That's just there because like I don't know. I mean we know why Vimon's there, because he was popular in the manga. Like and then wanted him in the show. Like I feel like that's fairly obvious. But yeah, I don't know. Like Yeah, no... I don't feel like that that's a very hot take. Even in the sub, he's, he's there isn't much to him. 
He's, he has no fling to Davis' character. His only personality trait is like, oh, he's pretty hyper. Yeah. Right. So that's consistent. Demi Vimon's pretty cute, though. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, yeah. Is, oh, he is I, pretty just, cute. <laughs> he's just think, a little boy I, who I, wants food. I think I've just realized what Vimon actually is. He is basically just a Warner Brother. Like, he's just the Digimon equivalent oh of, like... <laughs> like he's he's the, buff anime Yako. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. He is He is one of those, like, to a T. Like, I don't know. No, I think it's mostly just the body that's, shape, that's actually. Pretty, I don't know that's how pretty good. The comparison I, that is. I like that. I've just, I've just got that Animaniacs trailer on the brain. It's so good. It's, it's, it's um, a really good trailer. It is. It's really good. It's really good. Can I um can I say in terms of uh, other lines I liked in the dub? This is the stupidest thing. But Davis talking about physics and he's like, "There's this thing called <laughs> equilibrium. When you have two libriums that weigh the same, they're equilibrium." That's I don't know why I found that so <laughs> funny, but I was like, I actually laughed out loud because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, that is. Like that's yeah. that's like that's like something like that's like a bit I would do like online to like just make people be like, are you seriously this stupid? Yeah, like, that's what's so good about it. It's like it's like someone's doing a bit. It, it is good. Yeah, I, I actually do kind of like that better than the the it's subs like, equivalent. David David's just just gonna start going. You know what they say? All men are created equal. But you look at me and you look at the <laughs> Digimon Emperor and you can see that statement is not true. <laughs> See, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh my god. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. God damn it. Um, you were um, chance to winning Drastic. <laughs> drastic go down. <laughs> not even Metal oh Greymon knows he can beat me. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever be able to go one episode without making a Scott Steiner reference. Hell no. no. We won't. Hell no. I refuse. I'll quit the podcast the day that happens. Um. I want to see Cody do a Stone Cold Stunner on Ken. That is really good. It's not Scott but... Steiner isn't Stone Cold. That's oh, we're gonna to have to teach Sloan about wrestling. We're going. To... I don't know wrestling. I don't know why I thought Steiner Scott. We're gonna make you watch the Chris Jericho musical number from AEW last week because that's you know, you've got. Oh, to I heard that. that was really good. Was I'm sorry. Hilarious. Look, I'm I'm a normie. <laughs> Actually, I just I just rewatched the um, the Tom Hardy movie Warrior a few days ago, and that has oh, a Kurt Angle as a this over the top Russian wrestler in that. What? <laughs> oh yeah, War- Warriors come out to play, right? That PS2 like that PS2 game. No, that's a, no. That's a movie. Sorry. That's a movie. <laughs> have you seen? The, have you not seen the Warriors film? No, I'm making. I'm, prob- I'm, 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 I'm probably mans- Sorry, sorry, I'm mansplaining the the Warriors. Okay, let's let's go. <laughs> I, I, I'm now. I'm doing a bit. Tom channels all of film Twitter at once to incredulously ask, "You haven't seen X movie?" <laughs> See, when you, when you, you not have two libriums that are yeah. the same, it's equilibrium. That was great. That that was, that was great. A, that was a movie, right? Equilibrium. Yeah, that equilibrium. Was, that was a film. Yeah, it's actually the third movie because you first you have Librium one, then you have Librium two, <laughs> then the final in the trilogy is Equilibrium. Well, there um, we go. God, just on that, just on that point, just just because of I just because of um I've, I've, that just reminded me because of the the equi prefix of Jesus Christ. Um, this is the first time we see Pegasus Mon doing that attack. Like, like what's it called? Like, um, Equus Beam. No, Main it's like wind? the ones like Equus. No, beam equi- it's, it's like. Equus Beam. Oh, Equus yeah. Beam. Yeah, yeah. They okay. That's great. So the the, the two times I've heard the term Equus. Um, one Digimon Adventure 02 episode 11 when the the horse Digimon does the special attack 
Um, the other time I've heard Equus, it's the name of that fucking play where Daniel Radcliffe fucks a horse or whatever. Like, that's 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 not. Yeah, no. Does he Equus shout Bean... Equus Bean before he does? Let's say yes. Yeah, let's let's say okay. that's his uh, that's his special move, so to speak. Okay, uh, Equus Bean before he gets arrested. Thank you, Daniel Radcliffe. Happened to that film? Or in the play? Hey, See, that's yet. actually that's actually how you get a digi egg of hope. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're still... ending this conversation right now immediately. <laughs> okay, please do. Still better than the cursed child. Anyway. Um yeah, that's the that's uh I don't know. I I'm I'm really I continue to be confused about why they just don't use Angimon or like Angiwurmon, but I'm sure there's a reason. Like I, 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 I don't know There's a reason for the later, but for the former you would think once the control spire is gone, he'd just be like, Yo Angimon, you want exactly. to make some hand to the fade con- in? And Paramon's like, let's do it. The control spire isn't a thing because like Garurumon shows up and he's just like Garurumon. Like he doesn't okay, there's no control yeah, spires around. That's right. So what gives? <laughs> well, I mean I Paramon doesn't really do much this episode besides like be baby. Yeah, but once 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 Paramon um is uncaptured uh, freed. Uh, there you go, that's the way. I, that's the last episode, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um <laughs> That's exactly. Um, yeah, once Batman is freed, they um, they start fighting again. It's like, hey, go uh, Pegasus, mom. It's like uh... that. That was that was last episode. Oh, was it? Oh, so I just brought up Equus Beam for no reason. Great. Okay, cool. You brought up Equus um, Beam for no reason. No, it was it was yeah. an important reason. We talked about horses. Yeah, true. Yes. I love horses. Magnificent creatures. Um... I don't. I don't trust horses though. They're scary. <laughs> Did you know that uh, if you if you learn how to roll in real life like a Dark Souls character, you could beat a horse barehanded? Oh man, that is one of my favorite fucking um, copy papers. Okay, um, I have Fred stopped Locke memeing because, today. I don't know why yeah. I'm like going this hard on the memes, and I'm mad at myself. No, it's fine. It's, it's, it's been look, it's been it's one of those weeks, you know. So it's actually been an alright week for me, but uh, it's 2020, so I think you can get away with just saying it's been one of those weeks, regardless of what's actually happened in the week. That's true. I, I appreciate it, Slan. Yeah. No worries. Okay, how do we feel about changing the power showing up again? We Are we feeling um, it more now? Because I, I was is an extended version. Because it, it ruined was... a dang good moment with all that tense music. Yeah, it's... I mean, you're changing the power. There was like an extended version. There was an extended version, right? Because, like, yeah. that was... So, uh, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Changes of Power, was that, like, from the first series? That was, like, the one in series? It was only yeah, used, like, twice. It's, it was used once, if I recall correctly, like, during like the, uh... Puppetmon stuff, right? The Puppetmon, uh... House fight. Right. When when so, Agumon <laughs> went into to War Greymon, they played, and they started to all, like, team up on Puppetmon and beat him yes. up. They were playing Changes of Power. Yeah, but this has, this has like, a new line or something to it i feel like like yeah when they, no, when it's, first it's, starts, it's, it's goes, just more Digimon, of a song it has a dorky extended intro yeah did you want to play more to song win. we we fight to win we fight to win they, they were playing really good tense music and then they played that and i was like you couldn't have chosen any other insert song <laughs> that's any this, time this fight be so fine then boom changing the power <laughs> <laughs> what was like? What was the insert uh-huh. song from um, the first series, which Sloane swears hey, by? Hey, Digimon. It's yes. really good. Yeah, like I just felt the same exact way whenever Hey, Digimon starts. Like it, because it, it usually undercuts 
whatever mode. As soon as Hey Digimon starts, it basically just means, or any of these insert songs to be fair, but whenever Hey Digimon starts, I'm in zero doubt that the hero is all about to win. Like, they are about to just completely clown the other team. There were like, a few times when Hey Digimon played that they did not in fact win. The first time they stormed Myotismon's castle, in fact, they played Hey Digimon, be... but they did not win. That's f- and I was actually just trying to think of that. I was like, okay, maybe actually before I start saying this, uh, maybe I should think of if that's true or not. And obviously I didn't, so yay me. Don't don't test my knowledge of times <laughs> Hey Digimon was used in Digimon Adventure. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that, that, that's when you put it like that. It's a good song, uh, but no, but seriously, it's like it's such a like a it's such like a tension cutting song because it's just no, I I, so I I totally get chipper, you. Like, like for any like big moment, like. Play literally any of the butt rock songs. Don't play Change into Power like, or Hey Digimon. You know, it's like you know that Simpsons episode where like Marge has like the badass best friend and and they get in the car ready to like you oh know, uh, Ruth Powers paint the town red. Uh, yeah, Ruth Powers. Yeah, and they get ready to paint the town red and then it starts playing Sunshine Lollipop. So he <laughs> <laughs> starts playing that on the tape. That's what it feels like every single time Hey Digimon comes on. It's just like yeah, or the oh. or the 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 Bobo the Bear episode where uh, Mr. Burns is preparing to bust down their wall with a tank and Smithers plays Waterloo because it's the only <laughs> song he has in the tape. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, like the anyway, uh, change into power, similar effect. Although it's kind of it's kind of different because it's got also got like a very sort of like it's such a nineties song, like oh, like a very it's such a turn of the century song. I should say, like it's so oh, yeah. I don't know, like it's so. Hey, did you want? Hey, did you want? Not even good boy band. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of Backstreet Boys, is what it sounds like to me. It, you know what it actually feels like? It feels like like a theme song for like um, something that like Raven would have been in on the Disney Channel. Like It just feels like it has that sort of vibe. <laughs> like, I don't know. Raven's Digital Adventures. Time to cut the Cory in the House intro with Changing the Power. <laughs> <laughs> the Cory in the House intro uh, is a bop, so think, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep that in. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about Cory in the House aside from the fact that there's, there's an episode where a child gets chased by a skeleton. <laughs> All I know <laughs> about it is that everyone did the uh, the Cruel Angels thesis at it, yeah, and see, it's very good. That's what I, was, I, I, I saw that, and there's a clip in that where a oh, skeleton is flying it. through the air towards a child. <laughs> <laughs> and it is like... Then I, I don't want to know the context because whatever the context could be is it can't possibly be funnier than just that sh- that raw clip. This is I'm so not, chaotic. I'm not surprised we started talking about Dis- Disney Channel shows on this episode because, like, oh, on this podcast because, like, I get the feeling like after like awkward '90s anime, sorry, after like awkward turn of the century anime dubs, um, like Disney Channel sitcoms were like the like the second phase of my TV viewing growing up. So like, great, <laughs> yep, that's that's that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, I don't know, that's yeah, so perfect. Cut from the oh, same this episode's so chaotic. Oh my god. I love it. It's fun. Just gonna cut out just gonna cut out an hour and a half of this. It's gonna be five minutes long. <laughs> we say Ragermon a few times and then we cut. Ragermon is cool. Ra- Ragermon's like awesome. I yes. love him. I think But he's also Ragemon... kind of dorky the more I look at him. Yeah, he is kind of just like Gurumon 2. But that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've always preferred him to Flame Jermon just because Flame Jermon has like the kind of like uh, like Guy Fieri shirt thing going on, but he's got the cro- he's got the feel of crop top. <laughs> yes, that's exactly he knows what, what he's it is. about. 
He knows what he's about. Fina. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, see, like... I I noticed more watching last night of like seeing like how it's just like a big V Vmon on all fours, and then there's just a bunch of armor slapped on, and I'm like, this kind of does look like a toy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, just like just they they made him to be an action figure. Like I like Vmon a lot, and like the corresponding like Vmon digivolutions, but like the. <sighs> That line is so like simple or like minimalistical or whatever compared to like the first generation of Digimon. Like I I, I don't know. Like I get the feeling that, like because Agumon is I don't know if realistic's the right word, but like you know he's a big dinosaur. Like and he and he <laughs> looks the part and as and he gets both ferocious big as monster. he goes on. Yeah, yeah. Until until you get he's to, like, he's the prototypical Digimon line of small dinosaur, big dinosaur. Big dinosaur, but with mechanical stuff, and then like thing that's completely different. Exactly, and then like, and then the, then you have Vimon, who is like, yeah, like I say, he's a water, he's like a nondescript cartoon character animal. Like he is, I don't know, what is he? Like I've no he's idea. A go- he's like, a little goblin. Supposed to actually be? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's he's just like a, a weird thing. He's a little like, he's a lizard. He's just maybe. a little boy. <laughs> is he? Is he a lizard? He is a dragon Digimon. Yeah, it's like he's... a weak. I don't know. He's just strange like he's unclassified <laughs> so he what? looks like a he's like a gremlin i guess yeah but he's cool and like he's got like that, that dinosaur that's his, that's like his new, that's his new digimon like family type is the gremlin digimon yeah i don't I know just, I'm, I'm, I just need to think of that one that one picture of someone saying picture of their dog and it's like what breed is he oh he's, he's just a little boy <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah i'm gonna keep calling him a water brother because that just cracks me up personally and that's I love good my, i like your jokes so there you go yeah so... um but but nonetheless, it's like they they just they just inherently look a bit less cool because like Garurumon is just a big ass wolf, like he's just a dire wolf, uh, like anime dire yeah. wolf. But you know, yeah, Rageromon is like I don't know. Rageromon kind of looks Rage like Ramon a Pokemon. is cool, but also not cool. I feel like when I when yeah, I first when I when I was first like looking up the differences between the seven dub for this, I was like, oh, um, you know. His name must be a, a mispronunciation of Rydramon because you know it has a, a lightning-shaped horn, lightning motif. It's called the you know the thunder of friendship or whatever. Um, Rai in Japanese means lightning, so that that must be it. Yep. Imagine my surprise when I found out the Japanese name for this thing is actually Lydramon, as in light without the T. The f- I thought that was, huh? Because I figured it would be like a a pronunciation thing. Where because of the letters sounding so similar, yeah, in I, like I, Japanese pronunciations, I did that too. It was... But no, it's it's L I G H D R A M O N in Japanese. I mean, I and get like that. it's pulled from light. It's pulled from light, yeah. So the 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 English pronunciation isn't from Rai. It's just literally like it's from lie, as in light. <laughs> that's so weird to that's, me. That's that's weird. I like the English name better. Like I think that yeah. works. Because I think it's 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 thanks to Pokemon, um, that kind of knowledge of like the that naming scheme, like Rai being lightning associated, it's hard to figure out. Like you had Raichu, you had Raikou, you had I mean, there's more examples probably from Pokemon. Even like you know there were, there was Raiden from Mortal Kombat. There is like a bunch of examples of that. Uh, so that works. I don't think that's too. I'm 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 honestly shocked that it wasn't the original name though, because that just seems really obvious. Lydramon just sounds really awkward. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. 
I don't like it. I, like I think it's it's English name, even though it's a bit silly and edgy, sounds better than the awkward one. Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah. Weird. Raidramon is a is a pretty it's not Raidramon, which would be a thing, but like Raidra, like he's like Raid, which is weird, but also that's still better. The Raidramon oh, redemption. Right. Oh, the Raidramon right, okay. 2. So he's like a fly swat, or like, you know, he just kills bugs. Is that <laughs> like Raid? Is that a thing over there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's like an English... No, okay. No, it, no, I, I, yeah, I was just more referencing the Raid, like the movie. Oh, cool. The Raid. Right, perfect. Dramon 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, the God, Raid Dramon 2, uh, Colin Barenthal. Uh, yes. Yoli gets a big pair of hammers. Leaves <laughs> <Just, laughs> <he's laughs> I'm here for Maybe. that. Yeah, I watched. I I just I I just watched that film for the first time like two days ago. So perfect timing. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed these episodes overall. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I think issue, it's a very solid two-parter in Davis terms of stuff, like yeah. how dire it feels, the urgency. Like, it's still kind of there. And I am so not looking forward to this show just completely not having a plot because right now it's got such like a solid one. I find like I I, I just think it's really. I think it's really solid. Like I've got my problems with Davis's like characterization, which isn't helped by the dub. But I also don't think it's completely a, a symptom of it. Um, but I think ultimately it's it's up there with like I know I put I, I put this equal to something like now it's found now it's kind of got into the swing of things. I put this up there with like the Etamon stuff from like first season. I, I'm enjoying it in that in, the, in that same sort of way. I won't put it up there with like Myotis Mon or what have you, but. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm totally in, uh, in agreement with that. Like, I, I like, I actually like this arc way more than I remember liking it when I was younger. Yeah, it's, for, it's, been, it's been good so far. For some reason, I remember it being way more episodic, like tons of monster of the week stuff. Whereas this has been like, there's been a lot of good mini arcs in this so far that I've yeah. appreciated. And and I think we've still got like a yeah. few to go before mm-hmm. we like we reach the the apex of this part. Yeah, the, the last part of this this saga is like a four or five episode long like continuous arc, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. We're not doing four to five episodes in one episode, though. No, we are not. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll break it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, no. we'll make it. We'll break more it up. Digestible. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a, that'll be a bit much, a bit much. Uh, no, I I remember this as a kid being very suddenly getting very serialized, like very, um, yeah, very, very sort of reliant on you having actually watched the show rather than just catching random episodes after school. So, you know, yeah. that kind of sucked as a kid. I, I hated that shit, but, uh, well, I hated missing episodes to be accurate, but like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, makes for better viewing now, obviously. And, and so that's nice. So yeah, let's, uh, hope it, hope it keeps up the quality which we know it won't but there we go <laughs> I, can, I can live in yes so is that is everyone uh through talking about this then do you want to get on to i have email? i've come up with a head cannon last night now what, what's that so at the end of the episode when matt is given davis the good old noogies and says you're one of the guys now and davis is like i'm one of the guys now because i got a noogie and uh, Demi Vimon is like, does that mean you were you used to be one of the girls? And Trans Davis is a valid, and, and that's, that's so why true. he's so toxically masculine because mm. he is learning from all these figures he knows, like oh, probably was, his jerk was... father and stuff like that, who are <laughs> who are toxic men in his life, and he you thinks that's how you be a man. But he doesn't learn to- the true. You're totally true. That is valid, and I subscribe to this headcanon now. Thank you. It's the headcanon. 
Are you saying his sister's probably a turf? Oh no. Excuse, wait, excuse me? <laughs> she doesn't have the bangs for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I didn't realize that was a factor, but come to think of it. No, okay. Ju- June Motomiya is a bully, but she's not a turf. Okay. Phew. Phew. <laughs> but this question. is my new headcanon, no, and I'm going to apply this in my viewing for the rest of the series. I'm just asking questions, you know. Yeah, she respects her brother's gender identity, but that's the only thing that she respects about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, little brother, I respect you, but only that part. Yeah. She's, she's got one of those posters on the wall. It's like, um, I'm not a bigot. I hate everyone equally. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like Sonic fans, anime fans, Homestuck fans. It's, it's just, yeah. I had a uni lecture who had one of those on the wall, and I was just like, oh no, you, that's I, horrible. Do you, do you actually know what Homestuck is? Like, I don't. No, no I'm not, not, not in like a gatekeeper way, but just in like, I'd be genuinely impressed. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I wish I had a professor who knows what Homestuck is. Yeah. I, so, do, do I'm, you? I'm the, yes, because I'm. Here, here's my my vulnerable hour right now. I uh, on my the jacket that I, I wear everywhere. I have a, a a small Homestuck pin, and surprisingly, only one person I've ever met li- living in the biggest city in my country has has recognized it. At least, or at least has vocally recognized, like verbally told me that they recognize it. Huh? There needs to be more Homestuck fans out there. I know. There's yeah. dozens of us. There's. <laughs> I think they all became Undertale fans, so... I just, yeah, well, I just don't engage in fandom in general. You kind of just get lost in the crowd at that point, so... I just don't engage in fandom in general. Like, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy being in a big group where Except... the only thing I have in common with someone is a single interest and nothing else. Because yeah, chances are they, they, all have, they all have another shared interest, and it's usually being a fascist or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, most, yeah, there's, most, there's most just so... Yeah, I just don't enjoy existing in fandom spaces. So that's why I appreciate having this kind of opportunity to talk about an extremely dorky thing that yeah. I wouldn't want to talk about anywhere else online for fear of all those, you know, yeah, if, creeps if, and weirdos. If you, if you enjoy Digimon in 2020, chances are you're self-facing enough to, like, not be a jerk. Yeah, I, I, I get hopefully, the feeling. Yeah. We'll that's hope, not a hard and fast hope. rule, but I... I uh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I live in hope. God, I hope there's no, like, fascist Digimon fans. Like, that would suck. <laughs> there's one he's called Ken Nichijou. <laughs> no, he doesn't even like Digimon, so he's not even a fan. Exactly, he's like, he's just I, a fascist. I don't like you, so die. <laughs> Sounds fascist to me. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. No, no. And, yeah, let's no oh, he totally is. Anyways, yeah, that was my yeah. uh, that was my headcanon, so uh, I'm going to be applying this knowledge for the rest of the series, and that's yeah. why he's such a good boy in L.E.K., because he grew up and learned... <laughs> You don't have to be a, a mean jerk boy to to be a man. You can just be who you are. He stopped hosting on 4chan, and you know now he's he's he yeah exactly. It, now he's got his shit together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I know that uh, I, I, this is like you know hearsay. So I, I haven't experienced this myself, but apparently his the conversations he has with Ken in the Japanese version of the show much later are much more. Let's say. Um, Less ambiguous in the Japanese version compared to the the dub. So can't wait. Another yeah, set of boyfriends on the horizon. Exactly. Oh, right. Okay. I figure that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure. But yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you for confirming, Sloan. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's great. Awesome. That I makes think... sense. I mean, they li- they literally fuse together. So you know, why not? Um, don't let the Digimon have all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Should we move on to reader mail then? Yes. So yeah. We well, we've got we love getting reader mail. We took a break from it last week just because we had so much to say that we kind of went over time. Um, but we've got a very in-depth email today. I'm just gonna I'm gonna screenshot this email and send it in the chat just to for you to get an idea of the the sheer breadth Ooh. of this email. And I really appreciate I'm... the time that um, this uh, listener took to to send in. We silent for twenty minutes while we while we read this email. Uh, you, you don't have to like. Re- I'll, I'll get. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, just because if we read the entire thing, as as wonderful and and detailed Whoa. as it is, we would be here for like another twenty five minutes. But so our good val- valued listener Natalia, who previously sent us a very kind email about, um, you know, like the, the, the appreciating the differences between the the sub and dub, and uh, calling our opinions good. So anyone who calls our opinions good is by default a good person. Yeah, um, thank you. You are good too. Has, has sent us this very in-depth email uh, ranking the the villains from from season one uh, and t- talking about uh, her thoughts on each of them. So um, just to kind of get down to to brass tacks, the the ranking that Natalia gets for this is Piedmon, then Puppetmon, then Edamon, then Apocalymon, then Metalskidramon, then Machinedramon, then Devamon, and then Myotismon at the bottom. Ooh. So. The, the reason that uh, she gives for not appreciating my husband as much as most people is um, he had so much potential, uh, but he never actually leverages that to be an effectively terrifying villain. Like, he, there's multiple times where he just lets them go and doesn't, like, take an active role in, in getting rid of them until it's basically too late and he's, he's too weak to, to beat them. So... You know, I think I think that's that's uh, that's a valid complaint. I, I, mean, I don't. It is pretty valid. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, he is. I, I'm one of the people that I, I'm not. I'm not too interested in like the you know specific like. Oh, what if they'd done this? Then they could have you know won easily. Uh, it's like okay. I mean, it's it's just not written that way. Like for better or worse, and like the the show. I don't know. In my latest month, for my latest month, for example, I find that that character is all about his like um literally vamping <laughs> like he is literally there to <laughs> to you know be a very sort of typical you know dracula like type villain but also like a scheme you know he's a schemer he's a he's a he's he's playing a game he's you know he's not necessarily in it just to murk some kids and then get on with it like <laughs> i get the feeling he reveals in the he reveals in the plans literally the first time we see myotismon in like a scenario that's not like him just like you know, ripping Devimon apart for being uh, a bad lackey. He just, he, he literally Fortnite drops out of a gigantic carriage in a coffin. Like, <laughs> he's all about the appearance. Like, he's all about the, it's not just about doing something, it's about doing something and being, you know, incredibly, you know, specific and he, in his mind he needs, elegant he needs about flair. it. Like, he, he, yeah, like, flair. he plans all this up for like years, like, okay. And then I drop out of the battle bus, and exactly. then I'm so cool and scary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like he's got the panache. Yeah. He. It, this panache is, the, is a good word. This is a classic villain trope. So if you want to say it's tropey and like, well, uh, if you don't personally enjoy the trope, then that's fine. But like, th- that is very much what it is. And I think that attached to that by itself would be fine. And I think I think most Digimon villains are tropey in one way or another. Like Etamon is also kind of a showman, um, but he's also a bully, and and you know really emphasizes that and he supports labor <sighs> unions yes exactly he's <laughs> you know he's he's a slave driver literally like he yeah so he makes him a trophy but then he's also sort of buoyed by this backing cast of like you've got gatomon and wizardmon and then 
you know you've got uh, you've got everything going on with like the the the, the Bakemon and the Phantomon, some much more happy villains there. Uh, but then also just the general havoc they play on the public, and 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 then all the ape child stuff, which does have a you know a, a nice bit of like it may, it makes it so that it's not just a straight up fight. So where where it's like you, you then go into the you then go into the Dark Masters arc, and it is literally just a brawl at that point, and it kind of was the same uh, with Devimon as well originally. So. I like Mountain Man because of that, because he's both got the flair, and I really love that sort of thing. Yes, he could have just killed like the kids on various occasions, but why would he want to? Like, if he wanted to, he'd be a less interesting, he'd be, he'd be guess, a less fun character. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the the reason you could argue the reason he wants to is because he he's aware of the prophecy that you know all eight of them need to be gathered to beat them. So if he killed just one of them, that would prevent that from coming to pass. Right. I mean, I can't. I, at yeah, maybe it's just getting into the maybe, cinema sense type of thing, and I understand. Maybe, no, no, I don't think also so. Like, like I, I was, I was trying to avoid that sort of thing because that's uh, cinema sense is garbage because they have like yes, they make nitpicky comparisons, maybe, but or, or precise comparisons, but they also, uh, more importantly, they make shit comparisons. <laughs> they make, they make <laughs> shit points. Okay, so. that's fair. I don't think that's it's, fair. I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's a bad point it, here saying like, oh, they could have done right, this. Yeah. Like, fair enough. I, and if you want yeah. your villains to be, I, I meant more nitpicking than cinema sense. So yeah. my, my bad. Yeah. We, we even, we even made fun of <laughs> it, it uh, when the prophecy was brought up for the first time. It's more like he's going, oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot I, about I, that. <laughs> I really like. Um, yeah, if you want your villains to be more like more surgical and you know precise in what in what they do and like you know if you've got if you've got a plan, so if you've got an ambition, do whatever you can to achieve that ambition. Absolutely love those kinds of characters as well. You know if they're done right and 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 you know if Mouse's mom was more that kind of character, then I think I would have also liked him just as well. You know because he's supported by again all the all all the you know all the details within the uh, uh, Odaiba arc. But I like them nonetheless. But yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say this person is on the wrong end of things. I think it's just, yeah, maybe just, maybe just um, uh, reiterating why I like the character at least, and 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 Sloan and Scrafty. Yeah, you, I mean, if you've got any more to add, yeah, I, 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 I personally don't agree with that I love my Odysseus, but I do think that like that perspective is is a valid one. Yeah, like yeah, you said, yeah, it's well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm reading through this email that uh, Scrafty uh, so nicely uh, put in our chat, which was. Uh, the reasons why they like each of these characters or don't and you know what i think these are these are good solid opinions these you know totally valid and i can totally get some of them in some ways i might not agree with them but i totally get it and hey that's it's interesting to see people think different ways of these characters like you know to be like oh i like this character more than this than this villain because of how these things turn out type of thing i think that's i think that's interesting yeah and i think that like me personally what i i value a lot in this kind of show which you know is intentionally not trying to you know break any new ground in terms of storytelling or characters is the aesthetic cuz yes it's true that machine Jermon doesn't really do anything and that he just kind of like sits around until he tries to fight them one time but counterpoint he looks cool as hell I rest my case. Yeah, I think all I think all the Digimon in the first series look, all, they all look pretty cool. With the one exception, and oh, I am as, always as, as going as to go to yeah. bat for Metal Seedramon's voice, who has the best <laughs> voice, <laughs> and he has a yeah. rad mullet. Sure. Um, I just want to make an addendum to that point I've just made about them all looking cool. Uh, just, yes, uh, as as this uh, as as our reader here, uh, apologies, I did not um, remember the name. Um, um, uh, points out. 
quite this quite quite uh, quite well. Venom Mightsman is just a giant hungry version of Mightsman, and he's ugly too. So. Agreed. Hard agree. Uh, disgusting yeah, design. God awful crotch monster. His his twenties uh, mafioso crotch monster. Yeah, the the, cr- the crotch mobster. <laughs> crotch mobster. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, he got the he got the zoot suit on. He got the Tommy gun. <laughs> the fedora. The big hungies. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think these these opinions. Like I I totally. Um. I think that's the great thing about this kind of discussion is that there aren't really any wrong answers. There's just preferences. Yeah. And I, I like seeing people's reasoning for why they like and don't like stuff. However, yes, I just want to address the last line yeah. of this email, which says, P.S. Um, I really like Frontier. <laughs> and if you want, I guess in another email explaining why. I, I encourage you to go ahead and do that if you'd like to. Um, I personally am not going to get into why I despise it until we get there, like, chronologically yeah. in our watch through, just because I don't want to... Send the email once we get to Frontier. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to, like, spoil my, my thoughts on this. I don't want to, like, you know, retread old ground as soon as we get there. But I'll just say that I, I there's a lot of reasons why I don't like it. I, if you like it, I think that's, pers- that's perfectly fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion and their own, you know... I'm not going to police what you can and can't enjoy. However, I think that there are a lot of things that make it not just, like, bad, but, like, actively harmful. And I think they get overlooked a lot. Like, there's some weird, like, sexism in it and uncomfortable dialogue and implications. And it treats its supporting cast really poorly. But they, I don't want to get into it too much, but there's there's a lot of reasons why I don't like it. Aside from just, you know, surface-level stuff. And we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But, um... I would just say right now, I, I'm happy that you enjoy something that I can't enjoy. I think it's, I wish I could enjoy more things. Like, I wish that I had the kind <laughs> of brain that was able to see the best in everything and enjoy it regardless of uh, flaws and such. But there's just too much that bothers me about it to really enjoy that. So go go for it once we get there. Submit that email. I'd love to hear your thoughts as to why you, uh, you like it. However, I'm just saying up front, uh, it will not be able to convince me. I'm sorry <laughs> to set my ways on this. Yeah, that that whole that whole bit where you were like, uh, you know, you you're allowed to you're allowed to like frontier or whatever. Yeah, bullshit. We, we no one believes just that you that you think that's crafty. We all know, we all know <laughs> Listen, your opinions on this. I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> I don't I don't want to make people feel bad for liking things that they like. Um, no, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, look, ultimately, this person put um, Piedmon at the top of their list, which I can 100 percent respect. Piedmon yeah. is yeah. a is a yeah. Piedmon is uh, and great. He is, is funny. And that, he is strong and he's very smart. And that's and he's real my friend. And that's Pymon's trick. <laughs> oh god, we Stone, you will not you will not stop me from saying Pymon's trick. I knew you were, I knew you were trying to. <laughs> no, I honestly I honestly forgot about Pymon's trick, which is the real trick in and of itself. <laughs> yes, the greatest the greatest trick Pymon ever pulled was uh was making, making you forget Pymon's trick. Convincing you that he exist. didn't have Pymon's trick. <laughs> convincing Sloan he doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> god damn it. Anyway, have we got you know, oh, any of any of the any of read email? Uh, th- that's that's all for this week. But you know, because of the sheer girth of that uh, very appreciated uh, email, I think that's all we really need for for right now. Like we've already gone over two hours on this. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for sending that email. Uh, who was that from again? Uh, I was from Natalia. Natalia, thank you. I I actually do like I've read this a few times now as we've been discussing it, and you know what? This is a great email, and your explanations. I may not agree with them, but hey. They they are still good explanations, and your opinions are valid on this. Yeah. Also, like anyone who else wants to write in with uh, their own, um, you know, breakdowns of of in this case, I guess, series one, that'd be cool. 
yeah, keep at it. We're in so we're yeah. in no two, we're in no two now, but anything goes, you know, except for Frontier, I guess. Send that's, me your favorite Digimon Adventure ships as long as they're not Matt me. <laughs> Just kidding. Wait, you can send that in, I guess. Wait, what? Oh, Matt me, Matt me. Okay, Matt me, like you said the other week. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, no one wants to we're, we're, no. It's like when you say on Twitter, "Don't at me," but it's "Don't Matt me." Don't Matt me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, anyway, thank, thank you so much, everyone, for, for listening this far. Um, if you, especially if you listen this far, like, in, in O2, we, like, O2 is not nearly as popular as, as Season 1, and I feel like there are a lot of people, maybe, who are listening to this who don't remember it as, as fondly or as well as, as Season 1. Um, so if you're, if you're that invested into a show that you don't remember that, like, you don't have the same nostalgia for, that just makes us appreciate it even more. So thank you so much. Yeah. We love all of our listeners, and... Whether you've been following us from the beginning, you just joined, whatever it may be, thank you so much, because we love doing this, and the fact that people want to listen to us talk about Digimon and memes for two plus hours means a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. we've hit some major milestones with a number of unique listeners recently, yeah. and that's that's really amazing. Like I, I would never have believed that we yep. would, you know, this many people would care about our opinions going into this. So. Honestly, so, yeah. so thank you everyone. From the bottom of our hearts, like it, I feel like we do this every few episodes where we we do a big thank you to our listeners. But you know what? I mean, every time it means a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah same. absolutely. Yeah. It's cool. Nice, bro. So where can we find? Uh, where can people send reader mail to, uh, Scrafty? Uh, you can send that into diginovacast at gmail.com. That's d i g i novacast at gmail.com. We yeah, like I said, we we love getting your mail. It. it makes my heart light up every single time i see uh, a ping on the inbox so keep sending them in we'll, we'll keep reading them and uh dms are also open on the at diginovacast account if you want to send them in that way exactly yeah either, way is, you, either way is good follow us send on twitter in. at diginovacast if you want to send in questions that way like maybe you're you know you don't want uh your real email you know being connected to your your thoughts which is which is valid i i, I feel that um then you can yeah, you can just send us a DM there, uh, and we will read that as well. Awesome. So, Scrafty, where can we find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. Uh, presently, I am uh, back to work f- almost full-time now, so that I have a lot less Woo-hoo. time to uh, do stuff as I, I did before, unfortunately. But thankfully, I, you know, Woo. it means more steady paycheck, more uh, routine in my life, which I definitely needed. <laughs> But, hey, that's yeah. awesome. Um, that always helps. As a result, I, I haven't been doing that much. However, I have been watching uh, Haikyuu recently, the, the volleyball anime series. And as someone who usually doesn't care much for most sports anime, I think this is absolutely fantastic. This is, like, legit one of the best shows I've seen in years. And I'm... I, I'm people love I feel like I need to check it out just hearing everyone I know talk about so much and actually liking volleyball as a sport. I know. I, I, I feel like I should check it out. Like, So I've had friends who have been into this for years, like as far back as like 2014, 2015, and I never watched it because I just convinced myself I wouldn't like it because I, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't watch volleyball. I don't care much for, for sports anime with a few exceptions. Like I love I Show 21 and I love ping pong, the animation. But other than those, uh, I didn't usually don't really enjoy sports anime that much. But friend of mine convinced me to start this um and just a few weeks later i'm all the way uh all the way up to like the middle of season three so that's this time something that really has me hooked if like i spend most of my scant free time watching this nowadays so yeah it's 
It's very good. There's there's a character like the the character development in that series is incredible. Like they play the long game with it. There's no or there's very little instant gratification. Like there's not any instances of a character going like I'm gonna do better and instantly do better. Like they have to put in the time to practice and slowly develop their skills over time. Mm-hmm. So like you get moments like a character in season one saying I I want to learn this technique and then not getting to use it until season like the very end of season two. That's really cool. So there's there's really good like payoffs to to earlier setups and there's there's a moment in episode three of, of season three that like had me legit like jumping out of my chair because of how exciting and good it was. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. So definitely check that out if you're even a little bit curious um, about the series because take it from me, someone who thought I would not enjoy it at all, it is amazing. I I absolutely love it and um, I regret dragging my feet for so long on this because I know that I would have loved it <laughs> if I watched it while it was coming out as well. Sports anime and sports films, like, as someone who generally doesn't care much for sport, because I just find that so much downtime in them, like, in a, in a lot of sport. Like, my, my favourite sports to watch are the, thing, are the ones where that generally doesn't happen too much, like like tennis and stuff. Um, they, sports anime and sports film are always a great watch because they just boil it down into the drama of it all. Like, mm-hmm. And also, quite frankly, I get the feeling that like, the characters you see in like a lot of sports anime in particular... Uh, are way more like characters i actually they're probably not that realistic in terms of like their personalities (laughs) and so on but um that makes it watchable as opposed to like i don't know the average soccer player or something like that and i i I definitely love how haikyuu has a good balance between actual sports and like anime stuff like yeah no one has any like crazy superpowers. Like this isn't you know I Shield Twenty One where characters can summon ethereal tidal waves to to wash away the other <laughs> team or whatever. Um, yeah. But they're they're really good um, like mixes where a character will have a gimmick like oh that dude is really tall. He's really good at blocking. So he's 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 called the Iron Wall. And every time he blocks someone, there's like this this imagine imaginary like visual metaphor of a gigantic iron wall like rising to to block the ball from from passing. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Or, um, there's this other that's... dude who's really good at making predictions. Like he's he's great at uh, reading what the enemy is gonna do. Um, <laughs> But that has the drawback of because every read he makes is a hard read. When he fails, he fails super hard. Ooh, I like that. He's he's focused on his yomi. Yeah, like he's he's in, that's exactly what I said when I was watching it. I was like, this guy's got some sick yomi. But because of that, um, because he makes every single move he makes as a prediction instead of a reaction, he misses some really easy blocks that should have been like gimmies. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've loved that. Like every single character has something interesting about them that they're good at that makes it easier to remember them as well because even if you don't you can keep track of all these uh japanese last names because there's like at least three or four teams they play every season except for season three which is one big game the entire uh entire 10 episodes you can just be like oh that's the iron wall oh that's the guy who's really good at blocking oh that's the guy who spikes so hard that it bounces the ball to the ceiling But it's not like it's not like Captain Subato or something like where they're no, like absolutely not skidding yeah, on the get, ball across the pitch or something. <laughs> it never gets that ridiculous. No, there's no there's no <laughs> anime ball crap for lack of a better word. It's just impressive sportsmanship essentially. That sounds good. I, I like I like, I like a show that. with a good a good bit of restraint. Let's say yeah. So the the craziest it gets is um, one of the the main characters. Um, he's really good at like. He's extremely good at uh, hitting the ball hard, but he has very little coordination. So he works with a setter who's able to throw the ball right to him and smash it down really hard. So um, that's treated as like this this ultimate combo because one of them has the strength but not the coordination, and the other one has the coordination but not the strength. So they work together to basically become like a superpower. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
like uh, on scene and smile, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, except um, a little bit more infighting though, because they, they get pissy when, when one of them messes <laughs> up the, the technique. <laughs> Fair enough. Like Bulk and Skull then? Okay. Yeah, like, um, like, Bulk, like Bulk and Skull, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulk and Skull of volleyball anime. Uh, <laughs> the episode title, right there. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was just about to say that. God, you beat me to it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's been uh, what I've been up to lately. Um, I the Pokemon as, as of recording the Pokemon DLC just came out, so definitely gonna check great. that out. Yeah, it I, I think the they introduced a lot more new ones than I thought they would. Like, there's like six new Pokemon in this DLC, I think. So I'm very excited. To check yeah, it out. there's the, the the there's like the legendary has well, there's there's more than one. So yeah, like the, there is there is stuff in there which uh yeah i'll leave it at that but um yeah in terms of like the world design and stuff people talking about like the structure of this game it sounds great like it sounds like the kind of thing i want a whole pokemon game to be um which i was like i was on twitter saying can i just get the crown tundra as like its own standalone game that would be nice and like, <laughs> no it ties in really it ties in really closely to the rest of the game i was like yeah okay yes i wasn't really expecting that but like you know i don't know anyway yeah the point is is that um the point is i don't know, they did that for xenoblade um yeah so yeah, where can um, you find you, Thomas? What's, what have you been up to? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been up to uh, various things. Um, I've been playing um, Crash 4 mostly. I've got through that game, beat it. Um, I'm getting. I'm, I'm basically working my way through the completion stuff. Um, it's not. It's not meant to be an overnight thing. It's meant to be like take you absolutely bloody forever to do because. <sighs> There's all these to get to get the best ending to get 106% because crash games always go go above 100. You have to beat all the time trials, get all the gems, uh, do get all the gems on the uh, inverted level, version of each level, which is each level except it's mirrored and uh, there's a, like a weird visual effect, like you know this one's eight bit, this one you have to like color in the environment by attacking stuff and stuff it's really cool but yeah you have to do all that um there's like you know you've got to get all the crates in each level you've got to find all the, the hidden gem in each level um there's all these like uh flashback tapes which are like basically just complete massacre um crash levels <laughs> essentially oh, um, that's cool. yeah it, it's a lot like there is there is it's, it's extremely punishing but and it, it's kind of like they merged the difficulty of Crash One with like the precision and and like the, the variety of like Crash Two, uh, Crash Two and Crash Three. So it's really cool. I've no complaints at all, but it's lasted me lasted me a good while. Um, highly recommended if no one's jumped on that yet, and it's well worth the, the full the full price price tag it has. I think, uh, especially if you like the original games anywhere near as much as I do, which is a whole lot. Beyond that, I played through Return of the Obra Dinn recently because it was half priced off because of its birthday. That game is fantastic. I, I feel like an idiot for not playing it sooner. Um, that's like the it's like the uh, it's like a mystery novel type game set on a boat where like you're trying to figure out how all these people on this boat died because it's just washed up in the it's washed up in the Atlantic and and no one's on board and it had a sixty person crew so what the hell happened? Um so you're you're using all this and this like ghost trick style like flashing back to the scene of the murder type stuff going on yeah. and, and, and Honestly, it's, all, like, it's all like black sorry, go, go on. Yeah like uh, so this is Lucas Pope's second game after Papers Please and you know yes. what? If if he, all of the games are this good, you can take as long as you want with them. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, as soon as he start, as soon as he announced this game, like way back when, I thought, okay, this looks really cool. Papers Please never really got my interest, although people said it was great. I and I and the concept school. It just looked a bit too I don't know. I, I, I looked at it and thought, yeah, but I don't, I, I'm not really that fussed about playing that game. The actual game part didn't necessarily look fantastic. This this was immediately way up my street. And I, yeah, like I say, I feel like a mug for not playing it sooner. So uh, I think it's still off price. Maybe not by the time this episode goes up, but I don't know. <laughs> if, it is still, <laughs> if it is still up there, it's half price and everything but PS4 because Sony's weird, it turns out. Um, yeah, so and then beyond that, I've got Hades. Um, I just got the new iPhone, which is my first iPhone, so I'm going through a bunch of Apple Arcade Congratulations. stuff. Congratulations! Yes, I've graduated from Android. Um, I'm finally, uh, you know, finally, it's okay to date me. Well, I guess <laughs> it's it's apparently the thing. <laughs> um, that, that, fuck that. Um, yeah, so I'm going through Apple Arcade stuff, and I am. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at cordmanhot, and I am always happy to shoot the shit with whoever. Uh, wants to shoot the shit so and sloan where can we find you you can find me at sloan rosette i i'm hitting a wall in slay the spire i'm i'm not getting that far in ascension 20 with watcher and silent right now it's been rough i've been i'm taking i think i might take a few days before going back in for more attempts but ascension 20 is very tough and i've been having trouble even reaching act three there's three there's three acts where you go through like about like 18 floors 18 different encounters or different uh, things that you can experience, like whether they're like bonfires, etc., etc., uh, random events, shops, etc., etc. So I'm taking a little bit from that. I'm at 31 stars in Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy is still pretty good. I'm still really enjoying that. Uh, yep. I've decided Fantastic to start again. streaming a little bit. Uh, yesterday I did a little stream of uh, a Pokemon Fire Red uh, Randomizer Nuzlocke, which is pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's a very weird way to play the game. Like, it feels like my brain is breaking, like, seeing, like, oh, like, Route 3, he is a Sharpedo, like, <laughs> it's so weird, but I'm enjoying <laughs> it. So I think I'm going to try and make, like, a more, like, figure out a better stream schedule, and then, like, maybe stream, like, once a week and do some stuff with that. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. I w- my whole goal is to see, like, how far I can get throughout each of the, the first five generations in Randomizer Nuzlocke. So, beat the first gym yesterday, and we'll see how that goes. And I started Crown Tundra last night, and I caught a Swablu and named him Pogums. So <laughs> Crown Tundra's pretty good so far, gotta say. It's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. And that's really much it. Is the highlight was just me naming a Swablu Pogums. <laughs> Fair enough. You so, know, small pleasures. You know, you gotta you gotta take, I, take it away and get it. So I I had a question for you about what was like the Swire. Yeah. So I I've I've played that game. I played it a lot um, this past. Uh, New Year's when I was on vacation in America with my girlfriend and uh, mm-hmm. didn't have internet for a little while. Um, what what's your secret to, to getting that high? Because I can't for the life of me get, get past Ascension Five. Like, do you do you focus on certain builds? Like, do you always take curses if they have benefits? Like, what's your what's your strategy? Uh, one of my things is don't be afraid of curses. The only curse I'm like genuinely afraid of is I think pain, which deals one damage every time you uh you play a card which kind of sucks there are some relics that can like uh, mitigate that but those are also rare relics uh and normality which limits you to three cards a turn so i try to avoid those two at any cost but i'll take i'll take other curses because there are relics that like will either give you more health or more uh strength as you get them other than that i use use the first uh 
the first uh, act to a go through as many like elite counters as you can to get relics because that'll help you in the long run when later acts their elites are much harder and then b like use your cards to like figure out the build you want like say you're playing for me i'm playing silent and i get some poison cards okay then i want to go for a poison build i want to make sure to get corpse explosion i want to make sure to get catalyst or hey i'm getting a lot of cloak and daggers okay so i want to get uh other zero cost cards i want to get relics that focus on zero card stuff and like accuracy to buff my shiv damage basically like use use that first section to like really start figuring out like where you want to go like by the time you reach that boss Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I've honestly, I usually avoided elite encounters just because I didn't want to waste too much HP before the boss. But uh, with that in mind, yeah, I'll try to stop being a baby. <laughs> yeah, like there are some of like the elites, like the 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 big thing that saps your strength and dexterity. I still hate fighting fighting that, but because a lot of the elites are like so much harder in like the later acts. Like I had a very good run with uh, Silent, and I got absolutely steamrolled by what is called the Giant Head who just has a huge amount of HP and does huge damage. But with each card you play, you add 10% damage on per turn, like for, per each card you play per turn, like it resets each turn. But so you're basically, your goal is to play as many cards as you can and then do big damage. But I just got absolutely steamrolled. So yeah, it's, it really is a thing of like, get your, get your relics on early as you can and then go from there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will keep that in mind. Thank you. Cause I've I've been blazing through Hades recently as well. Like in in the past uh, like week or so, I went from oh, having Hades so having, bad. I went from having no escapes to having thirty escapes. <laughs> so like, ooh, good job. I, I acclimated to it pretty well. Um, and usually it takes me a lot longer to acclimate to roguelike. So it's made me want to go back to Slay the Spire and and push on through to see if I can uh, get to higher ascensions. Slay the Spire is such Hades. a good game. I I bought Hades. Um... God, how long ago now? Like a couple of weeks ago now, and I still haven't let started it. And I'm, I just feel like an idiot because everyone's Cause talking about ADs, game of the year, and I've got to, I've got to do it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Crash Four came out, man. And I've been waiting for that forever. Like I just have priorities, and they're weird ones that make me seem like a loser. But there you go. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I know where my bread is buttered, and it is on the, it is. Uh, by that, uh, by that lovable bandicoot, and it's about uh, your but- bandicoot and butter. Yeah, exactly. It's about butter. That's the that's the subtitle of that game. Right? Um, yeah, it's about. I butter. yeah, I I I'm so excited to get into Hades, but I think I think there's a bunch of smaller stuff Same. right now which I kind of just want to plow through. Like that, I got on a sale, and I also haven't started. Like Florence, I got. I need. To, I want to play that. Um, um, God, what else? Um, Again, all these all this Apple Arcade stuff that just that now I've got access to. I wanna I wanna give it a go. Um so much. But the good news is I there was nothing else coming out. I don't know if you saw that tweet by like the Game Awards that was just like, there's all the big stuff coming out this this holiday season. And it was like PS5, Cyberpunk, Call of Duty, and it's just like I don't give a shit about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> like the only good. one that mildly got my attention was like uh, Age of Calamity. Um, and even then, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I think, so, yeah, I think that's the last game I want this year is Age of Calamity. And I think it's like wait for like a Christmas type of situation. It's legit impressive how CDPR keeps coming up with new reasons for me not to buy <laughs> Cyberpunk. They're yeah. they're doing they're constantly saying to themselves, "Oh, hold my beer." Yeah, it's like they yeah, they keep looking at this game, which in concept is an, it looks like an, an amazing idea that everyone would love to play. And then going, how can we alienate more people? 
I just, I, I got you the feeling though, to him. I got the feeling that then the, the the dark secret is that they're probably just not like. I get the feeling that these are moves that like ultimately do work to get them like attention with a kind of audience that they think is going to be the least critical of the game. I suppose. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, um, you know, ultimately <laughs> they could they 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 could they could include like they could not include like Doctor Disrespect and stuff in their game, but at the end of the day. Like the people who would appreciate them not doing that are still going to be like, oh, these quest designs a bit here. Whereas the people who love that are going to go, OMG, it's the best game ever! Game of the year! Jeff Keighley, please give this game Game of the Year. Even though you obviously will anyway. I, I know you're um, right and that bothers me. I just I want to believe that yeah, there are more people sucks. who hate this Dr. Disrespect than like him, but you're you're totally right. Be- but here's, my, here's my overall point that game's a normie game, so don't worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just gonna be just gonna be if like, you if you beat Doctor Disrespect's crestline, you find out why he was banned from Twitch. <laughs> why oh, was yeah. he banned from Twitch? They won't tell he us. Just, he just says because he's a prick <laughs> in big neon letters. <laughs> then that's the most cyberpunk thing they could possibly do. Yeah, well, that'd be real. I'd, I'd maybe <laughs> no, I still want to get the game, but I would I would watch a video of that multiple times and laugh. <laughs> the only cyberpunk that I care about is uh, is Agumon. So big. Agumon is the real cyberpunk fighting for our futures. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's really been me. Uh, I'm trying to get a, do a little bit more in uh, Hacker's Memory, but other than that, not much. So, cool. Video oh. games. Video games. Awful. Videos game. Videos game. <laughs> and uh, so next week, episodes uh, 12 and 13, those are going to be some good ones, I think. Uh, just looking at their their uh, synopses on wikipedia i remember these episodes mostly fondly so we'll see would you for uh, digi eggs that's that's the thing right we're coming up to th- there are no digi eggs in this ne- <gasps> these next episodes oh okay i've got no idea then so that's exciting we don't get it we don't get some more digi eggs for for a week or two so you're gonna have to hold off on that but yeah episodes 12 through 13 and i think this has been the nova cast uh you think so yeah i think, I think, so. I think this is a good place to, to cap it off so uh, this is Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.